0: Can you hear me? Will Did he trip? What happened? I don't know. He was talking to me and then he just he just collapsed.
1: I'm here.
2: Oh thank God. Did you fall?
1: I (laughs) Sorry, give me a sec. Is he injured? Can you see anything? I can see. I can see. Did you trip over I... something? <clears throat> no, I, uh... <sighs> I, t- I... don't know, um... I was subjected to a vision just now or something, I... I'm not sure. A vision? Oh, what? Did you not see it too? You were there.
3: Can't yes. say that we saw anything, but you were tossing and turning in your sleep.
1: Right. I'll be, I'll be fine, just give me a sec to reorient myself
0: Did you... Did you speak to them?
1: Who's, who's them? I'm sorry The mists,
0: the... The, the things in the mists
1: No, no, I... Spent most of my time talking to you and Marlin.
0: What do like, we
2: do? Them or misty versions of them?
1: Sorry, it's it's sorry. I'm. It's like waking up from a very deep sleep. All of a sudden, again, I'm just getting my bearings again. Uh, it was, um. I was like cast adrift in in a in a big empty space, and then. And then I, I found these two. You were absent, Fire. And then we confronted a confronted a shadowy creature posing as me. Had to face it. We killed it. And then there was crayons, colors, chalk sort of color puzzle, I can't remember you, so you
2: you three killed you
1: something like that don't believe it was me, I believe it was some foul projection of this place posing as me
0: did you learn anything? What did you learn? Anything
1: Before I state What I've learned Take it with a bit of salt Because I have no way of knowing Whether these things are accurate or not The puzzles, the color puzzles There were pictures on the wall and we had to line them up and when we were done I found that I could focus on them and extract a meaning from them I I could feel the truth behind them but but for each one that I looked at it took quite a toll the mental strain was intense I couldn't look at all of them yeah The headaches I uh Truthfully up till now I've I've not Really had to When you've complained of the headaches I understood that it hurt But this is the first time feeling it myself It has not been this intense
4: Mm.
1: And it kept getting worse as I Tried to decipher these pictures I could only handle two This child of darkness that we've been seeking. And this rumored child of light as well.
0: What what did they look like?
1: I don't I don't know because I only saw them as infants.
0: What what kind of infants? The tiefling children?
1: In my vision they appeared to be human, but let's not forget we've just passed a giant mountain that also appeared human to me and appeared tiefling to you so I don't put a whole lot of stock in that and since there was an infant there's no way to tell what they would have looked like when they were grown but there was one thing that stuck out this child of light and child of darkness they are one and the same It was one person The same infant But how? Excellent question
0: Seems there's a lot that Arias does not know
1: I looked at the second picture It was a crown I don't recognize it It was not of Guardian's design but I could not help shake a kind of an odd feeling it was mine at some point whether you, distant past or distant future recognize I don't know it,
0: but you know it was yours
1: that is correct the same way you've never been to or seen this village we're heading to and yet somehow you know the way
0: just an unshakable truth
1: I I was wondering how that felt meant to ask you but now I understand it it's it's feeling but not touching it's like putting your hand close to a fire you're not touching it but you still feel it I get it now
0: Was there anything else? You said you saw a few images Why do you only know those two?
1: Those were the only two I chose to focus on As I said it was Mm. I don't know that I could have focused on another And come back to you the same I could Yeah I could feel my willpower breaking I would have liked to have stayed and deciphered them all But that's Probably too much for one mind to handle And and frankly, I don't know if any of this is accurate I don't know how much of this was, was a truthful vision Or perhaps a deceitful vision And how much of it was just my own imagination
0: Yeah, especially if we were with you the whole time It doesn't make any sense We've been here I mean, you were only out for seconds
1: I... I suspect it was both because the things that I saw in there I don't think they could have even been my imagination there I'm not a very creative person I couldn't have come up with all that stuff myself even if I tried it had to have come from somewhere else but I think the projections I think you and Merlin were my imagination it was just my own memories recreating you but the rest of it the rest of it wasn't me it was a vision from an outside source
0: And you fought a alternate version of yourself? Yeah I wonder what it means Or if it means anything Don't know Well, I'm gonna make a note of it
4: anyway
1: It's for the best uh, Is
4: it, I,
2: I'm going to say something that might sound crazy and you can just feel free to brush it off if it is, but you, you fell, had these, this vision, you were shown an infant, the child of darkness and light and a crown, which felt like belonged to you at some point. do you think it could be you?
1: I would dearly like to answer no but with the evidence presented so far I can't really deny it makes more sense to be me than anyone else
5: Odd and powers child...
1: coming out odd powers coming out of nowhere connected to the sun somehow. Could be a reference to Child of Light. In that realm just now we faced some sort of shadowy demon creature that had my face. Child of Darkness. It's mm. all grasping at straws though, really.
2: Yeah, it's just the first thing I thought of when you explained it.
3: Well, you're as pale as a ghost. Uh, uh, here, let me uh, find you something. And, and and then Merlin, he goes through his uh, sack and grabs a water skin and a ration being the salami and hands it over to Will. Y- don't worry, um, that's, that's not from the mist. <laughs> I mm-hmm. learned my lesson with the berries.
1: Merlin, you're not handing me salami right now, are you?
3: <sighs> it's a great pick-me-up, okay? I know it's not the most appetizing thing right now, but it's... It's what I've got. Take it or leave it, or I'll eat it. I, I,
1: I'll take it. I'll take it, but if another one of those tentacled flying octopus comes after us, I'm holding you personally responsible for this.
3: Fine, I'll take the... Give me that. Enhance it over. I will
2: also hold you personally accountable.
3: It's okay, Merlin
0: has his new staff now. He'll be able to fend it off one-handed.
4: Mm -hmm. Oh, I I don't know. Stand back
0: and
2: let you handle it.
1: This headache is troublesome. Is anybody else suffering from the headache badly at the moment?
0: It's lingering, but it's been worse. It's
2: kind of dull for me. Likewise.
1: I'll do what I can.
2: I think you need the help
1: I do for the first time I'm afraid I'm gonna have to uh, tend to my own injury first because I don't know how much use I'm gonna be like this I can barely see straight we need
0: you at your best it makes sense
1: I get it I'm going to channel lay on hands into myself which with the updated version of the ability conveniently gives me exact to the number the exact number of points that I'm currently missing. Huh. I'm just going to pur- I'm just <laughs> just going to purge the uh, the headache away.
5: Yeah. You do so and with a greater understanding of how this ability works or how it functions, you're able to um instantly remove this headache of yours it is um, no doubt an, an ability that feels magical to you in some way but you also understand that it's a certain well of power that you can draw on and you are using your full usage of it um, you can tell that you've drained your ability to do this but you also understand now that after resting for a long time you will be able to recover this ability again um, and that you can use it to heal not just physical wounds but these strange deep um, psychic or psychological wounds that the mist is imposing on you and your party members
1: I get it I get it
3: you get what you, you get what exactly
1: I was depending on the Sun before because I didn't get it before I was it's hard to explain I was I was I was catching the Sun almost and then I was turning and I was projecting it into you fire you remember when I I healed your finger, you remember I had to wait for the sun to be out I had to wait because I didn't get it and I was just redirecting that into you but I can hold it I can hold it myself I don't need the sun at least not at that moment just need a glimpse of it just for a moment I think I can heal people without the sun That's what I'm saying I get it now It just During those few seconds that I was out It just kind of clicked Not clicked Didn't click I remembered
0: So you think you've always Been able to do this You've just not Realized
1: I don't know I don't know I don't know, it's the same way I'm remembering a crown I've never possessed
0: What what exactly did you say before Before you went down
1: I said I wish I could do more Remember I was trying to remove your headache And it wasn't enough And I was lamenting that I didn't have the sun there at that particular moment because I feel like if I had I would have been able to help you more thoroughly. And in that moment of frustration that's when it just like a memory coming back. I don't need the sun. At least not all the time.
0: I don't like the way this place seems to unlock some sort of knowledge. How is it doing that?
1: I am very much in agreement that I... kind of hate the idea that there's a whole bunch of stuff hidden just out of reach, memories it's that we there. can't see.
2: It's inside us already. I enjoy that part. I think that's the only enjoyable part. It's all the other parts. I that can't I see that. To How is actually? that the part you enjoy? Well, what else is there to enjoy?
1: That... It's a fair question But at the moment, this is a boon for us It will mean going into the mist I can at least purge these headaches more consistently Just be grateful for that
0: It also means the deeper we go in The more we might know
1: Yes, guess whether that's a good thing or a bad thing Remains to be seen
0: Well, it occurs to me that we Could verify Arias's information How so? If he's had contact with something inside these mists That's told him, these promises There's a chance that we could Contact the same being
1: Just be careful of how much contact we make We've seen what they can do
0: I can assure you I'm in no rush to try
1: Alright Okay I'm up and other than slightly disoriented I'm good to go The wounds Mm. that thing inflicted on me appear to have just been my own imagination
3: If you feel the need, though, to sit down and rest, don't hesitate to tell any one of us, Will.
1: I will. But with that said, I would far rather hurry on to our destination than rest here for another second.
3: Agreed. Time is of the essence.
1: Let's get moving, then.
5: Time is indeed of the essence, as you... Uh, plan to progress further into the mist and head to the area that Fix um, has effects on you are fully aware of the general direction in which you need to go in terms of the um, terrain you have no idea what lies ahead of you Fix um, but you do know the direction almost like you have a compass um, and uh, a general sense of distance, um, you know that you're pretty close but you've still got maybe a few hours of travel ahead of you Um four of you maybe pack up your small things um, and then uh, continue along what is and isn't a path, the broken remnants of an ancient looking road, mostly at this point overgrown, cracked and missing in places beside of you there is a an enormous mountainscape, and uh, eventually it disappears into the darkness and the mist behind you as you head out. Can everybody roll me a D twenty, please? Ooh! Whoa. Oh! <laughs> a twenty from Merlin. A one from Fire. Uh, An 11 from Will and a 5 from Fix. Uh, Let me add those together. That is 37. Am I right? Hmm. Yes. Okay, I'm going to roll one dice. Oh, no. Uh huh. Um. The weather in here is oddly calm. There hasn't been any rain. Um, There is a a, a breeze of sorts, um, but it's been quite still, Um, though it is very cold. The closer you get to your destination fix, you recognize that it's getting colder and colder and colder. Um, Each of you uh, will experience a... A particular chill to the air um, and it comes on very quickly it goes from being um, not necessarily warm or anything it'd probably be relatively cold but it goes from that to chilly I would say no no snow you're not frozen or anything like that but you can certainly determine that over the last two hours of your walk um, it has gotten colder the area for the most part becomes a little bit more of a barren open land Um for the two days or the one day of your journey and one evening of your journey so far you've mostly been trekking through um, a forest full of these thin tall dark trees and while they are still very very present around you there are also these um, patches of wide open land the ground harder here than it was before as if you're Moving around that mountainscape, and the elevation maybe is uh, is allowing for less of that sort of dark and and dead-looking vegetation, which is almost grass, but grass suggests that it's a living green thing, whereas this is a, a callous and and um, tough grass underfoot soon enough once this chill starts to really set in and um, you've been traveling for about two hours maybe a little more in the distance the four of you will notice a building Um, at first it probably doesn't register like that um You'll see a hillside you'll see this plain barren part of the land give way to a an incline of sorts but the hillside contains a natural stone structure carved to allow for a building inside of it huge it's cracked and it's broken but you can tell as you get closer and closer to this thing that it's a man-made structure a thing that is being built into the side of this almost cliff-like hill it's very large however this isn't a small thing um it could be several hundred feet tall considering you're able to see it from a distance even through the dark the reflection of um a vague light on the mist allows you to see confirming it's a building beside it there is a ruin of what might be an ancient tower in places there are walls um, little more than a few stones and bricks but you get the sense as you get closer and closer that this was once where maybe a a village had stood At one point, you recognize on your right-hand side a great crack in the ground, a fissure that is opening up. Um, And as you progress, you notice that you're heading upwards towards this hillside with the broken buildings and bits of remnants of stone and man-made structures around it. There is a great big crevice now in the ground as if splitting the ground in half straight through the center of where this village might be up on the hillside ahead of you this thing gets wider and wider until probably the widest point you're each able to determine is around 60 feet across as you get closer to the building again and look down into this fissure it's endless just a a broken moor in the land that runs from the bottom of the hillside as you began walking up all the way up and straight through the structure that's been built into the side of the mountain, into the side of the hillside you can see that there is an opening to this one remaining building a huge crumbling thing as you approach the structure the crevice, the fissure in the land kind of forces you to move in a in a in the incline upwards towards this singular structure and you get a better idea of the the town around you but before you progress any further is there anything you want to do
1: I assume this is the place
0: Do I get a sense from looking at the landscape that this is the place I saw?
5: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: It certainly looks different than how I last saw it. And I create an illusion in front of me of, of what I actually saw in my vision of this village bustling. But the scenery looks the same.
1: That does. does look like the same place. I what happened to it.
0: Do you think this crack had
2: anything to do with it?
1: I was just wondering the same thing.
2: Do you think something made it? Or do you think something came out of it?
1: The dwarves like to tell stories about ancient creatures that live deep in the earth. I always thought they were just folk tales, but I guess out here anything's possible. Hmm. do they all live in this one giant structure
0: there were buildings there are so many buildings this is
1: right in in the vision of this town brad was there still that um the giant structure that towers over everything else or is that not present
5: yeah the enormous building in front of you if you strain your thoughts um, fix served almost as a, uh, a central point for the town there were lots of buildings around the, um, the front and the sides of it much much smaller, little dwellings and homes, simple looking things, um, a few stone and brick towers um, about um, now there's almost nothing of that left behind, there are a handful of areas where you can see Um, almost like a blueprint, you know, you've only really got the lower ends of it, all of it overgrown, um, and lost. No detail to anything, years and years of, uh, weathering.
0: And how wide is this fissure, where we are now?
5: Um, it's pretty much at its widest point, it's about 60 foot across. Um.
0: And you can't see anything down there, it's just blackness.
5: At least, you know, for as far as your eyes can see.
0: Um I'm gonna send Vita down it a- ways just to see if I can see any bottom.
5: Yeah, roll me <clears> Hmm. <throat> hmm. Uh, you roll me a D twenty. I'll do it that way. 6. A6. Six plus your modifier is that number. Okay. Uh roll me a just a flat wisdom check for Vita. Uh 17. Is Vita in um ash form right now?
0: Uh no, they'll be out in regular form
5: you see Vita um, and uh, each of you has recognized Vita kind of lazily following you along for the most part in and out of the flaming form Um, but at this point once um, Fix you draw your attention to Vita and you look at them you get um, you maybe like instruct them or ask them or command them to go down into this um, fissure and Vita does a kind of few loops very quickly the flames die out and Vita denies you your request or your command or something however you respond
0: okay Uh, I try and I close my eyes and enter Vita's senses and see if I can feel anything
5: yeah, roll me a d20 again.
0: Five.
5: And then another wisdom check for Vita. One. Natural one. You are able to um, do this n- normally quite naturally, just almost um, instantly transfer a level of your consciousness into Vita's. Um, at the moment, you get uh, a sense of, of overwhelming anxiety and fear as you your consciousness crosses into Vita's small body, and while uh, Vita struggles against you, almost almost willing you to not um, to not uh, enter, the um, overwhelming fear that anxiety uh, is quelled as you take control of Vita's body.
0: Um... I just leave it again, um... I don't know what's wrong with Vita, but they're...
2: Terrified.
4: Mm, I not I
2: think that makes them smart.
1: Terrified of, of what? Just the area? Know.
2: I mean,
0: they've been on edge since we got in the mists, but this is different.
1: Did something set that off?
0: I, I tried to... try to ask Vita to go down there to see if they could see anything down the crack, but they, they wouldn't. I'm not going to force it to. And perhaps it senses something we don't... Down there? Yeah. Perhaps you could do your coin trick?
1: Yeah, I can are, do that uh, uh, Are you I mean, sure that we you wa- want to know? I mean, if you wanted me to go down I wouldn't want to go down either I can't say I blame him Alright Another copper down the drain I will cast light on a copper coin and toss it down this crevice to see if we get any kind of response
5: Yeah, you uh, you throw this thing in It costs just enough light Um, turning over as it moves down into this crevice for the longest time you see it falling Um, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it looks like a a tiny little star at the end of this um, darkness before the light goes out there is a decent amount of time and no echo of any coin hitting a surface returns to you
1: That is a very, very long drop Perhaps
0: we should stay far away from it
1: Agreed There's... If we ever, if we did for some reason want to explore that, that's... That's an all-day task Let's look around at what we have in front of us instead before we worry about what's down there.
3: If it's something we do maybe want to reconsider, I can cast Featherfall.
1: (laughs) But. Well then, no offense, but... (laughs) That may in fact be the worst idea I've ever heard. I'm sorry. No, I I see what you mean. That would be the fast way down, but consider... What you're suggesting, would dropping to a bottomless pit we can't see the end of. I don't think that would be wise.
2: And how
3: would are we you, get back are, up? Are you, well, well, I guess, yeah, no. Getting back up would be the issue, really.
2: You suggested that without having a, a way to get back up? What if I had I, said
3: yes? Well, it's not like I, I casted the spell, and we're all already floating down, okay? What if it's, I just said yes, and you yet. cast
2: it, and I just jumped?
1: That would be just, your false fire.
3: I'm just speaking well, out loud.
1: It's a fair point.
3: Well,
0: if this is the village and we're looking for a tomb.
1: I swear if we find someone here who tells us that it's down there, I'm going to lose my mind.
2: Then we go, we just go, we leave, and we find a tavern, and we just you know we maybe we buy a farm set up your heel shop make money i would
1: say i would agree with you and say drink the rest of our days away but i currently can't get drunk so i guess we're going to have to stay here and look for this graveyard
0: and hope that whatever caused that crack didn't swallow up what we're looking for cuz that would be just our luck I head towards the building
5: yes you guys move upwards now um and get closer and closer to this structure which again the closer you get you realize this thing is enormous they clearly carved it out of the mountainside out of the hillside here um but the masonry would be pretty interesting to you will maybe more so than the others unbelievably old however no real definition to it there are even cracks huge things breaking into the um, walls that are sitting underneath the hillside here somewhat supporting the part mountain part roof that there would be it is quite impressive as you get um, to the entrance of this thing sitting at maybe a hundred feet tall a little taller um, and arching over the fissure itself beside the opening there are two great figures carved into the walls themselves um you start to uh see definition to this thing as you get closer and closer and closer to it once you are close enough that you can see some of this this detail you probably um at first glance over this thing looking in the hopes that you would maybe recognize um, a face or um, uh, writing or something like that but the structure itself plus the carved figures in these walls enormous are eroded through time so badly that there's no real detail however you can see that one of them is most likely a tiefling in a robe or a gown um, and on the other side a human, it's very possible that the the human side on the uh, as you're facing it on the right hand side would um, maybe have had horns like a tiefling at one point and they've eroded away but it, it sort of um, looks as if there wasn't to you um, both in similar dress, these robes gowns um, not necessarily uh, clothing that you recognize um, except maybe through um, some of the uh, desert folk in Dandolo or Kuz might be wearing something like this but really it looks archaic and ancient very very time worn very little detail to them Um, finally Will you do see an un recognizable language to the rest it would look like very deeply um carved and strange circular lettering um and to will it appears at first almost the same um before you recognize that it it is this strange language that you have um noticed one or two times recently it's quite hard to directly translate, but to you it reads as "winter" and "hall," presented to you as one word, "winter hall." Um, you're able to step inside the opening a little bit. There is enough room for you to easily walk inside, but there's an enormous fissure and crack that is that is sitting and causing this structure to sit awkwardly underneath its own weight Um, looking inside or maybe looking up as you get close enough now to the entranceway, this huge archway over the fissure you can see that inside it's almost more cave than a hall shaped into what was once probably an almost perfect cuboid um, shape it's just hollow now the fissure running through it makes it quite difficult to travel through almost as if you're standing on the edge of a mountain Um, but you can see that at the far end of this uh, this hall there is um, a a similar looking archway another way out an exit through it
1: where have I seen this script before
5: Uh, you saw it um, recently where did you see it I don't want to answer you um can't remember if it was in Arias's things that you saw it but I know that you've seen it within this uh, campaign okay would it be the same script
1: that's written on the amulet thing I'm wearing yes that's where you
5: saw it recently correct thank you
1: Mm -hmm. I guess the whole party would see I'll turn the amulet around for a second and kind of look at the lettering there before looking at the carvings on the wall No What? I'll just turn the amulet around so Merlin can see the inscription on the back and probably put two and two together that it's the same language
3: Hmm oh.
2: Maybe you were the king here Who knows
1: I apparently didn't do a very good job with it if that's the case
2: Yeah, it's, you know, it is disappointing. It's Uh, a mess. It's a mess. Not gonna sugarcoat it, you did a bad job.
1: You know, you can leave a comment in the box by the door on the way out then. I will. I will do that. What's odd though is I can't read this word written on my own keepsake, but I can read that, and I'm not entirely sure why.
0: Does any of the lettering look similar?
1: Yes It's the same language, but...
0: Um, can you... I don't see it Can you make comparisons with the... the way the letters are drawn?
1: I wish, but sadly I'm not much of a linguist
4: Hmm.
1: It's kind of odd though, it's when I when I use spells when we're fighting the words that I'm speaking I know what they mean but it's more of a an innate understanding if you will I just I can sense it it's, it's not like I could directly translate the words it's I have a visual you know
0: and like it's someone else's knowledge inside you
1: It's all hazy. I don't get it. But I know that that on the wall there says Winter Hall. So maybe they came here in the wintertime when it got cold. Maybe they stored their food up here.
0: I mean, it is cold up here, as it is.
1: People in frozen environments would often store their food up for the wintertime and then live off it until it was warm enough to grow more. Maybe it was similar here. Maybe in the wintertime this place is unbearably frozen and... They all had to hole up in this big building, I don't know.
2: Or they just thought the name Winterhall was
4: cool.
0: Perhaps it was named after someone.
1: Yeah, maybe. I Somehow, I don't think they've done it for style points, though. It's... Every, every other word that I've recognized so far has been very literal and very visual. Hmm. So I would assume it's the same here. It's probably done very literally. I doubt that they just did it for the sake of the way it sounds. Hmm. But if I had to guess, this is like a granary of some sort. Store their food here and live off it in the winter. Oh, don't you tell
3: me that. I, I will want it most definitely, uh, have a peek. Although, well, I wouldn't imagine there's, uh, much left behind, and well, we're here in the mist. Um, I yeah.
2: just put my hand on your shoulder firmly.
3: No, I am not going in fire. At least, not, oh. not without you. I, yeah, I believe you. Just why make it
0: so elaborate? Why the statues if it's just to store food? I once again uh, try to see if Vita wants to cooperate.
5: Yeah, roll me uh, another D twenty.
0: Oh my god.
5: Um, I would say at this point Vita has become uh utterly and completely disconnected from you. Just fully independent. You don't even really have much of a connection right now. Vita is moving around in the ashy, smoky form. Um kind of sporadically and wild um, more l- more animalistic than usual almost like uh, when um, a dog or a cat is spooked by something and they just keep checking around uh, moving swiftly and then stopping for a moment and then moving again um, extremely hypervigilant but at this point you have lost all complete connection or control over Vita, the fear consuming Vita
0: I'm down. Just, just. I try and like scoop it in, Like <laughs> try and physically
5: impossible grab it and stuff it. Way too quick. Also, <sighs> basically incorporeal.
1: Well, oh that goes down. your, uh, is your little buddy gonna be okay?
0: I hope so. I don't. I don't feel it anymore. I don't feel the. Whatever it is. Something about this place is rattling it.
1: That means it's got more sense than the rest of us. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, we ready to go inside?
3: Sure. Ready.
1: There's only one way we're gonna find out what's going on here, after all.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Let's go.
1: I will move up the path towards it.
5: Yeah you guys step inside this um big hollow hall but it would feel more to you almost like a cave at this point time-worn a ruin um maybe about 200 feet by 200 feet across difficult to see any real um detail in anything but as you get closer and look around maybe you touch a hand to a wall you can see that this was once huge masoned bricks um well made well carved um, and partially built into this mountainside but so old and so time-worn that it's crumbling and falling apart the enormous fissure in the ground that's running straight through the center of this hall makes for quite difficult travel and although there is an exit that's at the end, and very obvious to you, it's a little hard to maneuver towards. Um, everybody, roll me acrobatics checks just to see how well you do moving through the ruins of Winter Hall. Pretty decent um, 11, 10, 13, and 18. You mostly move through this thing. Every now and then, one of you will will dislodge a stone or even um, uh, some broken pieces of uh, mason stone underneath your feet. It crumbles away, bits of it crumbling um, in a way that makes you feel like you're almost stepping on ice in places. It cracks, and you realize how brittle some of the parts near the edge of this fissure are, being held together probably only by moss. Um, You each make your way about halfway through this hall before there is a sound behind you and uh, everyone roll me a perception check see how quickly you latch on to this sound Um, I think fire you notice it first Um, a sort of noise it echoes around you in this hall at first it just sounds like the same sounds of the the bricks or the crumbling bits of the ceiling above you every now and then will just rattle downwards um, before there's a uh, an odd pattern to it that makes you feel like it's something else at this point um, Will do you still have the light cantrip up it lasts an hour Or would you have dispelled it?
1: Uh, You mean on the coin that I threw in the ravine? Yeah. I don't know if I even can dispel that one early. I don't think the spell says I can. (laughs) I think that's more like, uh, you know, you're on your own little guy and throw the
5: coin in and it's on its own after that. I think you can dismiss it, but we're going to say for now that you didn't because it's coming back. Um, Fire, as you turn back, you recognize behind you roughly around the area where you first came in but there's a little light that comes up out of the fissure and then turns towards you each of you will probably be aware at this point as little sounds behind you give way suddenly pulling themselves up and out of the uh, cave or out of the fissure behind you several creatures. Merlin? Each of you. Oh, you shouted. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, sh- I'm, not well, I'm, just, sh- I'm not shouting. I'm, not shouting. I'm just. I'm not
1: shouting. I'm not shouting. sounds like a shout. Yeah. that's good enough. Oh, okay, for me. It, it, it might echo. Then I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say, Merlin, I blame you. <laughs> uh, me? That's
3: not my
5: fault. All right. Salami. Let's bring you over to the. Uh, the battle map if i can i'm gonna put you each uh here so you were about halfway through uh the thing um you actually probably wouldn't have had to do this if you hadn't thrown the coin in um <laughs> oh so it had nothing to do with this yeah. <laughs> you might uh you might have um you might have been uh okay uh but there were there might have been another check but it doesn't matter now because you alerted them either way and uh oh i didn't put the things up oh here we go let me just
2: oops do we have, do we have to roll initiative or
5: you yes know. please oh, Okay. you're in initiative now mm. um and i assume
0: vita is not going to cooperate in initiative
5: vita is completely out of uh, yeah, your control okay. Right
1: now maybe this is the thing that was causing Vita to yeah. panic yeah
4: we'll so maybe we
1: kill them
5: we <laughs> kill them maybe Vita goes back to normal yeah. um so one two three four five six seven no six six of these creatures begin to emerge from the darkness of the pits below and you will recognize them as being the same types of creature that you were able to see that night, uh, last night when you um, rested outside. These um, short but kind of lean, pale-skinned bodies, very human-like at first, um, before you recognize that they are covered in a dark kind of fungus and mosses that seem to directly grow into their flesh and burst out of it in places. They have green eyes that... Um, in the reflection of the light um, from the coin, um, reflect very brightly, like you might see uh, a torch in a cat's eyes, the, this bright green, quite easy to recognize in the gloom and dark of this, um, this cave, this hall one of them has the copper coin jammed into their flesh in the center of their forehead a small drop of blood running down its forehead and (laughs) down its nose and it looks over to you and
4: what the
2: hell man i'm
5: glad you're laughing i'm gonna add them onto the turn order i just want to look
1: right at that one immediately and go
5: Sorry, sorry about that you can place yourselves anywhere within this red square that you'd like to stay. you were for the time being
3: um, yes I wonder um, where he got that be, one from
1: would this be us quickly reacting to these things coming out or is this
5: where we were before uh no this would be wherever you were before
1: okay then I was like up here then because I think I was wait are, were we walking north or south in the, on this map North. North, yeah, okay. So I was up there picking points essentially, walking in. Okay.
5: Now, Vita will not do anything. So I'm just going to remove them from the map. They are floating around wildly, reacting to everything. Uh, let me roll all the creatures here. Uh, okay. What is your. um? Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fire, what is your deck score overall?
2: Uh, da da da, da. Uh,
5: 20. 20. So you go first, then the pale ones. Um, I don't first... like that you
2: named them after me.
5: That's, uh, <laughs> offensive and upsetting. Um, you, uh... Oh, Merlin, you go first. These creatures coming up out of the, um, out of the ground here, uh, you can see all of them. You can see that they clearly are... Uh, of malicious intent, and they're quite small. They're about your height, actually, about three to four feet. Oh. But very, very thin.
3: Okay, well, uh, if I can see them even from this, uh, well, I guess what appears to be like a, a wall, um, I am most definitely going to be casting Scorching Ray on three. Oh, no, it's two, right? Let's
5: see here. I will give them colors, which I thought I did. Yeah, thanks. Already, but be. I guess not. Um, Okay Green Um, Yellow The one with the the yellow mark on him Is the one with the coin in his head We're gonna say Okay Um, That's like throwing a coin off the Empire
1: State Building In New York and it hits some pedestrian Mm -hmm. Oh is that what you think happened (laughs) I see right Yikes Um, Oh I get that one I was definitely the first impression even if you know it might maybe it found the coin and put it in its own forehead but i'm just uh, will, will is gonna sit here thinking
5: he threw the coin it. and it hit this thing in the head and that's why they're why mad. It so funny now but yes um yeah maybe it was one or the other i'll roll to determine fate i know the answer okay um what do you do again what were you doing sorry yeah, i'm
3: getting uh scorching ray um on the green the yellow and Okay. So I will do it three times. One. Two. Three.
5: A 14, 26, and a 22. Each one hits. Roll me the damage, please. As these scorching rays are launched uh, out from Merlin's hands, they light up the area briefly. The green eyes on these things following it before they are hit by the burning ray of damage so it was eight to the first one it was uh five to the one with a coin in his head and uh ten to the one behind them climbing up out of the um crevice here their feet and their hands on the rocks make almost no sound um they don't seem to be crumbling any of the rocks underneath them but you can see them all very clearly now uh you can still move or use a bonus action
3: um you know what i am gonna try and oh wait no uh i'll use telekinetic to try and push the green one back
5: Ooh. yes how does that oh, work again me, give me the blurb yeah, there we go no worries as a bonus action you can try to telekinetically shove one creature you can see within 30 feet of you uh-huh you've got to be within 30 feet i'm oh, afraid
3: philly.
4: and okay. it is currently right, 45
5: then. feet away from man. you man there's one you okay. can run forward you still have movement you could potentially okay, move to I'll here just, and do it yeah okay over I'll this
3: log yay rock. perfect let's push him.
5: all right I've always
3: wanted to be a bully.
5: They must succeed on a strength saving throw. um, Versus DC 8 plus your proficiency bonus, which is 2, plus the ability modifier, which is uh, intelligence, right? So that would be 15. So they have to roll to beat a 15 and 11. You push this creature off the edge. It is shoved by a force that it is not expecting to hit it. Almost like it's hit by a direct gust of wind and you shove it away from the rocks that it is very carefully climbing up. It kind of um, looks up at you for a moment while that telekinetic grasp is still in is in, uh, uh, still active um, treads air for a brief second before falling uh, Roll me 20d20 is that right? Is that? Oh God! Is that the um, terminal velocity die? <laughs> <laughs> you did 192 damage to this thing by shoving it off the edge. Unbeknownst to you, for all you see is a creature pushed off the edge. Its wide, its eyes wide and green. Before it whoosh, falls into the darkness below.
3: Bye, Felicia. Alright,
5: that's my turn. Okay, and, uh, that brings us to Fire's turn.
2: Okay. Uh, this wall of brick things? How tall is it? Like, could I pop up over it and take a shot with my bow?
5: Yeah, these bricks are about five foot tall here.
2: Okay, yeah, I will… I'll pop up over it and take a shot at the yellow boy
5: me the attack roll Uh-oh. Uh-oh. that is a natural one uh give me a d20
4: what?
5: wow another natural one i think you've rolled three so far uh this evening double that one and i recommend refreshing your page on roll 20 <laughs> okay roll me a one two three four d4 please Oh no! One is north. Three. One, two, three. Your um, your bow in your hand um is unsteady. Um, something causes your hand to tremor for a second. A cold chill maybe runs down your spine as you are about to loose this arrow. Your um, your arrow catches the back of the 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 hand which is holding the bow and you let go of the bow. It flies forward, landing just in front of Merlin. In fact, uh, you are disarmed of your bow and oh. ends your action. You still have movement. You could run over <gasps> and get yeah.
2: there. I'm gonna all j- just shake my head and try to scurry and grab my bow.
5: Yeah. Where did you move from? How much movement do you have there?
2: uh 5 10 15 20. i have 10 feet left right am i able to pick it up
5: yes you can pick it up as a free action okay all you did was drop it
2: yeah and then i'll just go right here and just kind of (laughs) sit
5: prepared another it doesn't break or anything you just do this oddly I'm just
2: humiliated more than anything
5: yeah I think um... you can roll me a d20 as well actually
2: (laughs) okay 9
5: a 9 so let me roll this dice for you Um, you might hear laughter in your own head or coming up from the fissure or maybe it was behind you Um, laughter sounds a lot like your brother when you were much much younger oh you dick pale ones start moving Um, let's see here So, these creatures move... uh, Yes, 30 feet. So, this one is going to move over to here. Uh, The others will move in different ways. This one actually will simply climb up to here. They are moving across from you as opposed to running directly at you. Several of them moving in a strange way. Um, the way that they are moving around you is almost as if um, they're trying to encircle you like, like animals almost, like hyenas or something, uh, moving around a prey, bef- as opposed to a more human-like tani- a tactic of people with weapons and things who might rush you. Um, the way they move is much more animalistic. They look quite humanoid, but act very, very much like, like animals. Um, it's in terms of how they move again it's just a pure silence on their um footsteps and hand steps as they move on all fours around you each one moving towards you begins to you hear a kind of odd bubbling from within their bodies a uh, churning almost like a um like a bog or a swamp the pops of bubbles coming up before You see each of them begins to draw a thick green drawl as as they move around you, they begin to um, spit these um, balls of noxious filth towards you. Uh, So I have to roll for them, though. Oh, no, I don't. Um, Let's see here. So one, two, three, one, two three one two
1: three
3: yuck uh, oh yes. yuck are they gonna spit ad- oh no
5: will in, in advance
1: me- uh, just on the yeah. record as saying yuck
5: yes roll me a constitution saving throw
1: sorry who's rolling you first. first
5: everyone will be but you first as they start moving around you they start spitting these things firing them up in the air and they arc over towards you um as they move around you on all fours their mouths distended a little as they open 14 is a make this um this blob flies down it hits you maybe on on a a piece of your armor on your shield you see it kind of burn a little bit like an acid Um, and you get the smell of bile, like stomach acid these things are firing kind of a noxious stomach acid towards you Um, Fix, can you roll me uh, two constitution saving throws, please? 15 and 21
0: 21,
5: you as well kind of avoiding these things they might land on you you might actually feel bits of this kind of acid hitting you on the skin or maybe it hits some of your um, covered or gauntleted areas on your body you see it smoke it stinks it's disgusting um, but none of it catching any of your skin um, as these things begin to move around you again can I get one from fire constitution saving throw Oof. five is a fail Uh, you are hit by this thing and you take uh five acid damage as this thing strikes you. This glob of stomach acid hits you, burning your skin. Um, the stench of it is awful and then it mixes with the stench of your own um flesh as you wipe quickly away some of this acid it it dies down to a dull ache your skin raw and red um where it hit um let's see who's next and then merlin roll me two constitution saving throws please correct are we on one hang on one two three four five sorry just the one you can't oh
4: my my god
5: God. but luckily uh there is actually only one of them can i use
3: shield you cannot because this a
5: save yeah it's just one of the two um, okay all right but dex saves uh, or con saves and stuff shield is for boosting your ac so you will also be hit struck uh, or maybe just a piece of it hits you catches you on your arm or on a leg as you feel this burning um, acid catch you again. That horrible stench. But you only take one acid damage. The uh, creatures continue to move around you. You hear them kind of um, chittering uh, under their breaths. These kind of um, glottal noises coming from them quietly. as they seem to be communicating in some strange way. But again, not really speaking like a person might. Um, Okay. Brings us to fix.
0: Um, I'm gonna run in front of Merlin, stand between him and the monster, and then hex an Eldritch Blast. So I'm hexing the yellow one in front of me. For wisdom. For wisdom. Seventeen on the eldritch blast.
5: Eldritch blast. Seventeen is a hit. The
0: seven damage and.
5: Seven. Two necrotic. Two necrotic damage. Yes, this eldritch blast launches forward. The one with the coin in its head is slapped. The coin flying away from it, rolling across the floor. For a moment, it's distracted by the coin more than the attack. Um, before turning its face back to you its eyes wide jaw kind of slack they don't really have expressions on them like anger or anything like that but they um they have these slack loose faces now that you get close to them you can see that they have um they have uh, uh, large mouths um and though when they opened them you could see that they would stretch very wide when closed you can see these very thin lips that run almost up to their ears which are pointed a little at the end um, their thin strange long bodies don't really represent anything or any species you might have met before but they have the nose of almost like a pig upturned and then these bright green eyes staring at you again no real expression just kind of loose um, and hanging but it's it's fixated itself on you what uh, do you do next?
0: Uh, I turn to Merlin to say Merlin fall back as far as you can he gives um, her a nod that's it end of my turn.
5: okay brings us to Will
1: okay I assume this yellow one is the one that, that gunked me
5: right Uh, the yellow one is the one that gunked you yes Okay.
1: I'm trying to trying to gauge their range. It looks like they can pelt us from as far away as they want. So I'm going to move up here. Uh, block off Merlin and fire. And I'm going to hurl a javelin at the yellow one here right in front of me.
5: Okay. Give me the attack roll.
1: A, uh, nine, that is a
5: nine is unfortunately a miss. This javelin launched through the air. You hear it strike the bricks and area behind where the pale one is moving towards you it dodges quite quickly definitely for the first time making a little sound a crack appearing in the uh in the dirt underneath its feet as it moves to dodge out of the way of this thing the javelin hitting the rocks and bricks in the distance you know after watching like five nat ones in a row
1: (laughs) I should have known better than to do something that made me roll dice um
5: (laughs) The twenty is on my side tonight.
1: Yeah. I don't think I have much else to help with these guys, so I'll just end my turn there. All right, Merlin.
3: All right, I'm gonna do a another set of Scorching Ray. So, oh, oh right, on um, on the pink, the red, and purple. Okay. This has a range of 120. Yep. So I should be able to get them all. All right. 1. Kill. 3. Where uh, were these rolls geez when right. I Oh, Jesus 26, hell, man?
5: natural Holy. 27 and uh 24 uh crit 27 there. So roll um yeah, roll your damage. So the first one to the pink one which was already hit by um one of your scorching rays takes another 3 damage. Then the red one behind it um, takes 16 damage is that from the crit um, That one is engulfed in flame for a moment as it as you you see it hit um, it doesn't make any noise but there's a whistling sound as some of the fungus and the moss catches fire very quickly on its back its eyes widen and it begins to pat at its body rolling around on the on the ground the crumbling and cracked parts of the Fisher next to it falling in creating a lot more noise than they've been making so far um it stands back up partially kind of crackling and burning in places very damaged um and then the one behind it hit by the last scorching ray for 11 damage as that one too is hit for a pretty huge amount of damage the two of them burning for a moment before jumping back up slacked faces but um moments while it was burning and stuff with where, where it had kind of uh a look of um, frustration, not really even pain I would say Um, What else would you like to do? You can still move and bonus action
3: Yeah, I am definitely going to try and push the yellow one into the hole too if I can although it's only 5 feet, but uh, I'll give him a push I'll use telekinetic on him
5: Okay, push him uh, backwards 5? Yeah Okay. Yes, you do so You see it kind of squirming as it is pushed backwards by your Telekinetic force um, before it lets go, and it continues to move um, cautiously around where you are. Uh, let's see here. Um,
3: and I will also take a few steps back.
5: Yes. Fire scrambling to pick up the bow. The strange um, cackling of of your of your brother disappearing um, with the scorching rays and sounds of people moving around you. But, uh, you're able to recover and do whatever you want to do now.
2: Uh, I will, I'm shaken up by every, all of that. I just failed and my bow went flying and I grabbed my bow and then I hurt my brother and I'm just going to pop up and take a shot at the yellow one here. And I'm going to do sharpshooter. Probably just because I'm less accurate, but more angry. (laughs) So you Sharp so it's shooter, minus 13. five for
5: that um it's already on it right yeah
2: oh does it already do it
5: mm-hmm.
2: oh shit well then yeah hit it up
5: so you've got a 13 which is a hit Whoop. What? Hurt. yes how do you kill it
2: <clears throat> oh uh just you just see fire frantic and a little flustered and she just pops up and kind of mad just almost looks like it won't hit and then just Probably just in the collarbone, not even, not like a headshot or anything fancy.
5: Yeah, the arrow flying forward strikes this thing um, and it's taken enough damage now that you see that it's hit and it falls um, to one side. Um. Its body begins to bubble and melt, um, starting at the center where its stomach might be. You see the skin peel back as as bubbling begins to happen here the skin falling in on itself and then that same acidic noxious goop starts to pour upwards and out of its body taking over the flesh and the fungus and the moss and spreading out in a pool um, of kind of watery bile mm. it is now oh, that was on gross. 1 HP.
0: Oh. Oh, no.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, why are you doing this?
5: <sighs> it begins just... to move across the ground towards you.
2: Oh, no. The
5: bile taking on a form of its own, leaving some parts of the pale one behind. Um, but the bile, the water, begins to move and almost, uh, slowly at first, but picking up speed like a snake shifting across the ground. What else would you like to do? It's still your turn.
2: I'll just see this happening, and I'll just put my hand and try to reach for Merlin, and just, and just, I'll probably take a step here and just put my hand on Merlin. Just make sure I got him. And that's my turn
5: the thing that is moving across the ground uh, let's see which one of you two wants moves towards you Will Um, let me read what this does
1: oh no (laughs) things you never want to hear your DM say oh I
5: (laughs) I misread it it's fine it moves uh, over this way um, and probably moves kind of under this or behind this brick a little bit somewhat out of sight from you as it moves around and away from you a pile of its remains behind burning but the watery biley substance moving by itself um, towards this brick the other creatures continue to move around you um, if they can the pink one moves to there I think it was there, right? The, uh, the next one will move uh, up next to that. These two flaming ones that were not having a great time uh, move up here. And then this one remains there, probably maybe just moving around in a strange way. So the remaining ones are uh, moving around you again, but then you hear that horrible sound of uh, a stomach bubbling up to fire... Um, one of these horrible acidic things at each of you we'll start with um, uh, we'll go from top down so Merlin the one that uh, targets you will be the pink one give me a constitution saving throw again please one. Again. My... What the Amazing. heck? It's the
3: same. Oh, I, I am
5: cursed. Ow! You get hit Ow. square in the chest this time. It burns through some of your clothing, pushing you backwards as this um, acid hits you, splatting bits of it flying off, burning parts of your face, parts of your arm. Um, and you take five acid damage, and then a con save from um, Will.
1: Sure thing
5: a 21 21 is a M- make slime M- dirty lad two con saves from fix
0: 15 and a 9
5: the 9 is a fail you are struck by the um acidious blob this stinking bile as it hits you it deals three um three acid damage to you burning your skin and then one from fire please Wait, a
0: hellish rebuke the one who hit me okay heck you body
5: hellish rebuke uh,
0: dex save
5: dex save from the creature is a 22
0: as always okay well it's still half damage <laughs>
5: Um, Nineteen fire, so nineteen fire, so nine damage. I think it's ten because we round up.
0: Oh, nice. All right, arguing.
5: (laughs) Yeah, the fire engulfs this thing once more. It um it breaches in a very strange, guttural way. Um, the face distorts for a moment as it comes back. There's very little to it, its, its skin is falling off um, its body, charred and burnt um, one of its ears completely missing the, um, the stench coming off of this thing is wild you can see bits of um, bile falling out from its stomach and hitting the ground, mixing with the burnt smell of flesh fire, fungus um, it, it is still alive however um and then which one was that that just took all that damage that was the uh the purple one okay down here um and then fire one constitution saving throw which was a four you also take um the hit here of the full six acid damage as one of these things is hurled upwards and over this wall Um, it's kind of hard to make out where they're going to land at first and this one comes down maybe hits the wall and then just explodes all of this acid hitting you some running up the side of your face down your arms across your chest as it burns um, your body in several places (gasps) doing six acid damage Uh, let's see here stepping out from behind the rock is a reformed but barely reformed looking creature standing up and immediately reforming flesh over this watery bile. You see this thing growing um, as another part made uh, pale one grows out of the, the, uh, the bile and the water of uh, its body or the, or not of its body. From behind that rock and he is back um and he gets to do nothing okay fix his turn
0: point straight at the one that's just stepped out again and blast him again okay or attempt to oh it's a 26 natural 20.
5: natural 20 give me the damage
0: 11 plus
5: this thing partially reforming and trying to step towards you is hit by an eldritch blast you see the necrotic damage spread across its body as it is launched backwards it hits the wall and explodes into that water again it runs down the wall burning some of the stone as a puddle reforms at the bottom of the wall bringing us no we're not bringing us the Will's turn because it's still your turn what else do you want to do
0: is it still alive
5: then? It is alive, it's on 1 HP in its watery f- form.
1: This is the <laughs> yellow one again?
5: Yes.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh pick a target, focus it down. They're reconstructing themselves.
0: I just did. That one's been hit twice. It's got back up twice. We need to try something else. Uh, I turn to Merlin and shout fire and that's the end of my turn
5: yes okay
3: what did she want
0: I just yelled fire I looked at Merlin and yelled fire
3: Oh. nope
1: I'm going to walk up to this one that got Blasted by the hellish rebuke, and try swinging at this one with a booming blade. Okay. And that is a
5: 22. 22 is a hit. I think you probably cleave it in half. It, um, explodes into a a, a bunch of that water as you cut it in half. The water running down its legs and spilling out over the ground. The top yeah. half of it falling and then and then uh, rolling over its kind of flesh remaining for a moment the bottom part of its body turning into that water and you see the water moving towards each other um as the thing begins to um regrow i would imagine though that um that the booming blade is is on it so yeah it it still absolutely (laughs) retains it but if it dies and then if it had technically died and come back it wouldn't right but uh, it I doesn't, so.
1: I have no idea how you want to rule it. But yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to work tar- it
5: out in my head. But yeah, I think it's still got targeting it,
1: on it. it with booming blades, so that if it moves, even if it's already theoretically dead, I'm hoping that when it tries to reform, it'll explode and take that thunder damage. Yes. Um. Also, since it's down and cut in half, I'm gonna step into its space so I can get in swinging range of this orange one and then end my turn here. Can I do that?
5: Or you can. Um, it's like a bunch of acid on the ground, though. Um... Is, is, I mean, is
1: this acid stuff everywhere or just, like, specifically right here in the space where this thing died? It's kind of
5: everywhere, but there's, like, a bucket's worth of acid that you would have to step into to get into that space. It's like moving around. Think, like, Venom or T-1000. Like, it's doing that all over that area, coming back together. It's a pretty decent amount. Hmm. Okay, that being the case, I'll just
1: stay put then. I'll, uh, I'll pick my javelin back up off the floor and then my turn.
5: Okay, Merlin.
3: Alright, So Merlin's gonna step in front of uh, fire and then, uh, for the last time, going to be casting a uh, scorching ray on. Uh, let's go for the yellow, pink, and red one. Okay. All right. Here we go. <gasps> Ah, oh, scorching rays fire damage.
0: I don't know why that didn't work.
5: <laughs> so the one that hits the yellow one, the yellow one is currently uh, this watery bile. You hit it and it burns away a lot of it. The watery bile stuff stops moving and begins to kind of just float away from itself. It, it melts uh, into itself and becomes little more than just a pool of um, smoking acid. Uh... The um, the pink one is an 11, so that one misses as the Scorching Ray probably hits the ground behind where this creature is. And then the red one is a hit, and you deal 7 damage seven. to that one, which reduces it to that pool of water and bile again. You see it hit this creature, it falls down, and then that bile bursts out of its stomach, eats its own flesh to a degree, and then begins to move around. With its own volition um
3: I am my turn there too
5: okay fire's turn
3: I will
2: take a shot at the pink one okay I don't feel very confident about killing it with my bow but
5: yes you miss it flies past this thing, which is already dodging out of the way of a, a fiery, scorching ray, and the arrow bang, hits the ground behind it. Doing anything else?
2: I just... Put, I just sheepishly <laughs> step back a
5: little bit. That, okay. That's it. The uh, Pale One's turns is the... One, I think now this one comes rushing towards you, fire suddenly moving quicker than you were maybe expecting. It rushes at you, um, it leaps at you now with bile pouring out of wounds, smoke coming from the scorching ray, and it is going to attempt to scratch you, uh, on a 24
4: yeah
2: that'll hit that'll are you hit. asking
5: that'll do four slashing damage listen people can do all sorts of things i ask whether mm-hmm. it hits because who knows you can do all sorts of bullshit in D and i've given up trying to follow it i
0: assume it. that was to me because you said fire but then put sorry it fix to me. yes yeah. <laughs> i
5: made a rule many games ago not to have someone have two characters mm. with the same first letter and you two have the same first two letters which is all four and I forgot about my own role um when we were making characters so uh you take four slashing damage fix as it jumps at you and scratches at you catching your arm just opening you up with these horribly long black claws that feel like razors as they hit you um it jumps off of you again but looks as if it's kind of doing a strange maneuver as it jumped onto you the claws dealt the damage and it jumps off again turning as if it's going to jump back up once more um The one that was um, reduced to its liquid form um, moves away to over where the yellow one was and begins to reform back up into its usual form. The one in front of you, Will, um, which is barely... uh, Uh, even bile at this point attempts to move and is just obliterated all of this magic from the booming blade um, does it create sound as well when this happens?
1: Oh yes absolutely it's like a sonic boom thunder crash sound when it tries to move and then
5: yeah the um, sound echoes off of the walls in this cave there's a bunch of rumbling and crumbling as, as the roof above you Um, Vibrates, Lots of little bits of sand and dirt and rock falling down around you. It falls into the crevice. Um, Some of the bricks fall out of the walls, but it's not like falling in on you or anything, but it's a sudden rumble to the area around you, and you permanently kill this one. Um, The other one, however, will do the same thing as it did at Fix, as it tries to jump towards you with those claws, launching suddenly at you like a monkey. Um... You probably just bat it out of the way with a shield. As it... You kind of hit this thing. It falls to the ground, rolls over, um, coming back to its um, arms and legs again as if it's going to jump back at you. And then if you could make me a constitution saving throw as the one which is still across the crevice over there uh, fires one of those acidic balls at you. Um, And that is a make, yes. the, The acidic ball landing behind you and burning up the ground behind where you are stood bringing us to fix his turn
0: oh the yellow one did die okay
5: the yellow one is fully dead Uh, yes
0: that confused me the only way to know if they're
5: fully dead is if they have an x through them
0: yes i didn't realize that um all right i'm gonna hear
5: that audio listeners carry on
0: I'm going to bonus action hex the orange one next to Will. Okay. Um, and then whilst trying to fend off the one that's on me, um, I'm going to fire an Eldritch Blast at the orange one.
5: Okay. Give me the attack roll. Are you hexing Wisdom again?
0: Um, Strength... I don't, I don't know what I hex on these things. I don't think it matters. <laughs> okay. Uh, 23.
5: 23 is a hit. Eldritch
0: Blast. Five first. Three.
5: Uh, 8 damage to so this one yeah it's like bouncing around Will hits it with a shield, it lands, it gets hit by a, a, a set of force and it kind of moves around you Will um, trying to get advantage on whatever is hitting it from the other side but doesn't see fix because I'm assuming Eldritch Blast is mostly invisible um, anything else? movement
2: um, nope
5: okay Will's turn
1: okay well since this thing is hexed and it would be a shame to waste it, I'm going to attempt
5: to grapple it. Okay. <laughs> yes, um, I think you have to give me an athletics check. Ow! Natural one. Uh, I will roll a deck Actually, check. I, I right. could still win if this thing gets a lower <laughs> lower than six. It's true. Uh, no, I'm going to say you um, trip. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Well.
1: With the way the rolls were today, I suppose my nat 1 was overdue.
5: A 9. You you go to grab this thing, and it moves so quickly. Um, The way they've been moving is very cautiously, and as you go to run for it, it moves in a way that is so awkward. You stumble a little bit. The ground underfoot is softer than you expect. There's a crack that opens up, and you also trip somewhat over the creature as you go to grab at it, and you stumble closer to the edge. I'm simply going to move you to here. Um, but it does consume your action to, to attempt and fail the grapple.
1: Okay. Um, am I, am I prone or am I simply moved to space? No, you just
5: stumbled forward. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I will then use 10 feet of movement to go here and then back to this side. Yeah. Cause screw that. I'm not staying over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I will glare at it angrily and end my turn. Okay. <laughs> Merlin's nuisance. turn. Nuisance.
3: Okay, uh, I, well, I I would assume Merlin's eyes would be fixed on the uh, uh, pale one near um, fixed. So he's going to pull that staff of necrosis and attempt to blast
5: it. Okay.
3: 14. 14's a hit. 11 necrotic.
5: How do you kill it?
3: Oh, okay. Well, I guess, well, uh, it it, like emits some sort of like, like, acid reflux, and it, I I guess because, um, well, let's just say we got a chemistry class, uh, experiment going on here, and it's just, it's, it's, well, it's an absolute disaster for the Pale One, and it just, (laughs) it looks like it's, it's, uh, being consumed from within, uh, by, by acid. This is probably not a very pleasant sight.
5: It is an awful sight, and a terrible smell, absolutely awful as this thing is um, melted from the inside by all of the spell, by the acid of itself, and it turns into the bile watery mess for a moment sitting still before slowly beginning to come together again. This one is water mode, water bile mode. Um, who, uh, oh, still your turn. Do you want to move? You've got a bonus action you can use.
3: Um, I think I might be good where I am. I'll okay. end my turn there. Fire's
2: turn. I... Mm, I'm gonna take... A pop up and take a shot at the blue one.
5: Okay. 18. 18's a hit.
4: Boop. 11. 11
5: damage. Yes, you... Fire a perfect shot of this creature striking it in the chest. It stumbles backwards um, with this arrow sticking all the way out of its back because they're so small and thin. Um, it's badly hurt but doesn't uh, die or return or turn into its little watery acid form.
2: I, fire just kind of looks around a little bit like I don't know what to do because I feel like my I'm just. <laughs> I'm just whittling them down until they can kill them for real so yes that's exactly
5: what you are doing the um one in front of you will will attempt to jump at you again on a 20 remember what your AC is
1: uh yeah that'll hit
5: Okay, it's going to scratch you now. It finally um, launches up at you as you're kind of moving around it awkwardly. Again, it moves very quickly, and before you know it, it's behind you. As you turn, it jumps up, the claws scratching at uh, whatever part of you might be exposed, dealing seven slashing damage, opening a pretty nasty wound on your body. It kind of um, awkwardly moves behind you as uh, I need Fix to roll me a constitution saving throw.
0: 17
5: a 17 is a make from the blue one over the way and a globule of acid um appears the one in front of you begins to reform again and uh it's gonna move away from you however the one which is already partially reformed can it get near anyone no i guess it would probably just start doing the weird strafing thing that they do and uh let's have fire give me a constitution saving throw as it launches an acidic ball towards you. This is the red one. Seven. Seven. You're going to get hit by another ball of acid. You fumble with the bow and feel awkward in this um, area. These things which normally to kill a man, it's very simple. You just fire an arrow (gasps) through their chest with perfect and pinpoint accuracy. But these things elude your usual tactics. And this one fires a ball of acid striking you again, burning your skin. And that I believe is the end of their turns. Bringing us to fix.
0: Yep, I blast the orange one again. Okay. 17. 17's a hit. 12 plus one.
5: (laughs) So close yet so far. Ah you blast this thing an arm is ripped from its body dripping acid and bile out along with some sort of um deep dark blood the arm launching off from one side it spins the thing around in front of you will but it isn't reduced to its like melted form even though parts of its skin around the arm begin to erode and melt a terrible stench directly underneath you still your turn fix
0: that's it end my
2: turn
5: all right will I think there's a brief
1: moment where I reach towards it again in frustration and then just... No, no. You know what? We're gonna stick with what works, and I'm gonna try and smack this one again with Booming Blade.
5: Okay. Uh, an 11. 11 is a miss. The sword flying over the top of this thing's head as it does a kind of strange backwards maneuver, its body bending under its weight at an awkward angle, and then it kind of turns under itself Um, landing on two legs and one arm as the sword flies over its head. Very quick maneuver.
1: Now you're just cheating. I'm going to step around it and continue the weird ballerina move of circling around each other and end my turn on this side. All right, brings us to Merlin.
3: Okay, um, I'm gonna use, uh, the Staff of Necrosis on the, uh, ooh, okay, looks like the pink one's still, uh,
5: pink one is still in watery mode yes
3: okay well time to put it down if i can all right 21
5: 21's a hit you launch this necrotic arcane energy at this puddle which is beginning to reform into one of these creatures before it is hit by this wave of energy the water rushing up partially um hitting the wall behind it and the acid stops moving as you permanently kill this one I know
3: uh, I know Will is dancing around that other uh, pale one, but uh I kinda wanna push it.
5: <laughs> push it.
3: Can I push it? Okay I'm gonna. I'm, I'm I'ma pu- yeah. I'm push it.
5: Um what is the check I need to make? Strength.
3: Yeah, hold on, let me uh um Strength, yes. And it okay, has
5: to be yeah. a fifteen. Six is a fail, where do you push it? away from well like over there
3: yeah towards the hole yeah
5: all right and then it's fire's turn
3: pump up and take a shot at the blue boy
5: all right give me that attack roll 20 is a hit 10 wow amazing again um that's the third time you guys have reduced one of these to just one hit point before (laughs) it turns into the mush and uh You know you did
2: just can you go back and just say good job you got a 20
5: I will say this much you're looking very fire frustrated
2: I'm quitting this is, is my last episode worse? of the campaign the I'm arrow so sorry
5: Flies towards this thing probably does that really awesome thing where it like hits the same area like kind of almost exactly like two perfect shots that strike this thing in the chest where its heart should be and it <laughs> stumbles backwards with these two arrows sticking out of almost exact same area before beginning to move forward again coughing up that horrible guttural noise like it's going to spit another uh, blob of acid over towards you all that's alright and it's going to do it give me a constitution saving throw please Merlin because this one is coming towards you 19 is a oh make my it God. launches over oh. the top of your head acid spilling across the ground behind you Um, the one rushing at will will get hit there's another rumble as the booming blade goes off right you did a booming blade on this one I missed oh you missed so it doesn't so it's just gonna jump at you yes if if the booming
1: blade had connected then Merlin had a genius idea
5: 23 another hit unless you do any bullshit I can't remember what you do if you can Uh, you have interception and stuff I can't remember how it works so it's on you
1: no that'll hit too I think that's oh, too right. high for me to shield it anyway.
5: It jumps on you, both sides of its hands, jumping onto your chest and puncturing through um, your, your uh, armor and leathers and clothing, these little blades sticking into your chest for nine slashing damage. It jumps off of you again, ripping them out and landing um, here. And then the red one... Uh, will rush towards you Fix and attempt to do the same um, partially reformed it jumps at you um, maybe you duck out of the way on an 8 it misses, it jumps at you, you moving it's kind of slower, it's it's not moving as quickly, it's not fully formed, you see the little blades for claws jumping towards you but it lands awkwardly next to you instead mm, that is the end of the pale one's turn bringing us to Fix's turn
0: gonna blast the orange one again <laughs> I just say will duck <laughs> and fire an out which blast hope it doesn't hit will in the back of the head is it
5: a it hits the creature and the creature is exploded into acid will maybe bringing a hand up as acid just kind of um spills out of this very wounded creature the uh the water and bile hitting the ground are beginning to come together and reform itself again right in front of you will uh, still fix his turn.
0: Yeah, just yell finish it! Alright, well <laughs> and then that's it.
5: Um how many pieces is this thing in? Uh it's like someone threw a bucket of um like custard at the floor or something like that. The green violent vile and stinking.
1: I've had about enough of this. I'm gonna cast Thunderwave on this stupid thing. Okay. And uh, obliterate it in every direction possible. Yes. Uh, with Thunderwave.
5: Yeah, it does that. Like the the um, acid and bile um, and liquid is just sent everywhere around you and launched away from you, flying into the bits of wall and brick and of the winter hall here as you permanently destroy this pale one there is two left
1: I will step back here and end my turn next to this one okay there is
5: uh, that is Merlin's turn
3: I am this staff of Necrosis has really been my best friend Arias you ain't getting this back sorry um, 11 <laughs>
5: Glad you like this very evil staff. Um, Eleven is actually <laughs> a miss. Which one are you aiming for?
3: Uh, oh, right. I didn't even say oops. Uh, I, okay. I guess the red, the, the red one. The
5: one right in front of you. Yeah, the one yeah. lands kind of next to you. Um, and you as you go to... Uh, fire this staff maybe there's a moment where you hear a, a thunder rumble again from Will it shakes the cave you're in dirt and rocks falling down from the ceiling as you just launch this thing wide of where the creature is standing um, Will turns and begins to run up towards where you are but unfortunately you just about miss this thing as it starts to reform again in front of you And do anything else?
3: yeah no I think I end my turn fire's turn I
2: am going to assume that Will has that one. Probably. And I don't want to run up and have, yeah. I'll shoot another shot at the blue one.
5: All right, give me the attack roll. Please,
2: please, please. 18.
5: 18 hits. You only have to deal one damage. You hit it and it falls backwards, Uh. an arrow between its eyes. As it hits the ground, the two arrows are pushed out of its stomach, followed by a bunch of bile and it begins to eat itself with its own bile and then reform across the fissure and the hole between you all, Um, bringing it to its turn in which it simply fully reforms and um, the one next to Will and Fix, let's roll to see what he's going to do. He is going to attempt to scratch at Fix again, jumping at you, leaping quickly up towards you on a natural one. Probably a nice. d20 fix. Another. now one.
0: Eight.
5: An eight. Um. He's, he jumps at you. You move out of the way. It hits and collides with this wall behind you falling backwards and rolling over. It is now prone. Uh, mm. Which means melee attacks have advantage on it.
0: Yes. your turn yeah i was just seeing if it had anything worth using melee but i think i'll leave that to will um i just kind of lock eyes with will i think we both understand what's happening there um and then i turn and hex the blue one and fire at that one
5: okay mid attack roll on that
0: 24.
5: there is just another kind of um dispersal Of this bile and liquid as the one that's across the fissure is reduced to bits of non-moving acidic water and you permanently kill the one that's away from where you guys are. And it's the end of your turn? Yep. Alright, Will, your turn. You're pretty much
1: simultaneous with that other one getting blown up. I'm gonna try and stab this one on the ground and somehow manage to fail despite it being prone. So I, rolled
5: one, I rolled a one one and a <coughs> four <laughs> all right give me a d20 um i had advantage so only the 10 would have counted oh okay nice. yeah 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 sorry you are correct um 10 is a miss you stab down at this thing and the watery acidy bile opens to create a hole uh, you hit nothing but the ground Let's <laughs> like to look up first, you know, back at Fix, but then
1: just kind of to the whole party and just kind of, I
5: the, uh... just throw my hands up in frustration and end Holy my shot. turn. Merlin, it's your turn.
3: Rough, rough day. Um, I uh, I will a- a- attempt with again this with the the staff of Necrosis. Sorry, I couldn't English in that moment. Twenty one. Twenty ones are here. Um, on the red one.
5: 10 necrotic necrotic damage as you uh strike this thing destroying it i think it's in its physical form actually so the part part made acid physical form um is reduced to water by your staff of necrosis which brings us to fire who if she can deal one damage to this creature can she even deal damage to it in its liquid form she ha- technically actually has no she doesn't let's find out
2: <laughs> what do you doing? I just slowly walk up to it and just jump on it like it's a fucking puddle I'm just out of. I'm out. I quit. I'm, I'm out of ideas. I, I can't. I don't know you what to jump do.
5: Like a puddle I'm just and mad. Deal one damage to it. <laughs> and um, you uh, you kill it. You completely kill the thing. However, you jumped into a puddle of acid. So mm-hmm. roll me a constitution <laughs> saving throw.
2: And I have cool boots. You know, my boots are really cool. Not anymore. You've got your
5: boots. They're gone.
2: Uh,
5: oh, no. Ten. A ten is a fail. So, not only does it I, burn you know, this away, is my
2: last episode. I'm so sorry. Not only does it burn it your boots, but
5: you you jump into this thing. The acid launches up, and you see that it stops moving. And then there is a sudden smell, and then a pain from the bottom, the soles of your feet, as you take one damage on each foot, and the soles of your boots are gone. You just have shoes that come down slightly over the top of your feet right now. And. <laughs> You have won the battle. And that is where we're gonna to go to our break for the evening. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to the first half of um, Miss Light here. We uh, will be giving away two copies of the book that I always have prepared right next to me to show off because <coughs> I got so many of them. What book is it? That's right. Van Rixen's Guide to Ravenloft. Um, At the end of this episode, two winners drawn on the Discord Um, competition. So if you've entered into that, then uh, we'll see you at the end of the show. Don't miss it. But we're going to go on a short break now. Um, And when we return, we will see what these guys do after finishing... The uh, fight with the pale ones as they continue through the ruins of Winter Hall. Thanks so much for watching. See you in five. Welcome back to part two of tonight's Misfight. You each um, step back from the um, chaos in this place there is a, a, rumbling in this hall or this cave, or this ruin um, the area where the, uh, creatures came from falls silent, the uh, the acid that there was inside of them is all just dripping and sitting there wet, but not moving, not reforming anything There's a moment where you check just to ensure that nothing is, uh... is, um... coming at you. Fix, you'll notice that Vita is still acting frantically. Damn it. What would you guys like to do next?
1: Is everybody alright?
2: I'm great. And I am just, like, removing gross...
3: Bile from my face and body. Marlin's probably doing the same, just cleaning off any let, bile Let, that, let that's me
1: rephrase. On him. Let me rephrase the question, since I imagine everyone is grossed out. Are you able to continue, or is anyone grievously injured?
3: I'm fine. Well, I don't know about fire. She literally stepped in a a, a puddle of acid. You know, it. I, I tripped. And
4: i you know
1: it, was... it, it it almost looked like you did that on purpose the thing we used mm, to It jumped almost looked into like you
2: tossed the coin in there on purpose luring them I... all out i mean it was
0: didn't my i idea. didn't hear
1: any objections from you when we did so
0: uh well it's a shame those things ended up being hostile because
2: i jumped into a puddle of acid so i don't know if we should trust my judgment on decision making
1: enough.
2: I can't blame you. They work quite frustrating. Mhm.
1: You know, I can't help but wonder if the coin I threw landed on that one's forehead. See how it's embedded. Because I mm-hmm. honestly feel kind of bad.
0: Like I, I would have climbed the coin up. Coin it. And have a look at it closer to see if it's the same coin.
5: It's the same coin, but it's like partly melted with mm. the acid. That's how strong it was.
1: Like, if I were them, I would have climbed up here and attacked us, too, after that. Got hit from a coin from hundreds of feet up.
0: It must have been very far down. We watched it for a while. That's true. They got up here pretty
2: fast.
1: They did climb up very fast. I wonder if they're just incredibly fast climbers, or if they know something we don't.
2: Or what if they're all... If they all just live... Like, two feet down. And we just didn't notice them all clinging.
1: Well, we watched my coin drop well over a hundred feet before it vanished into the dark.
2: Yeah, maybe it vanished into that guy's head. I don't know. I don't want to think about them being very fast. Uh, Did they make any noise? Mm Mm-hmm. It was like... (coughs) Skittering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought the it bottoms just...
1: of your shoes gone.
2: You know, I misplaced them. It seems I've, I misplaced them.
5: It right. would
2: be so nice if somebody, you know, maybe, maybe there's a wizard, uh, that knows how to fix them up.
3: Unfortunately, <clears throat> uh, I'm not a wizard that's, uh, well, Able to mend, <laughs> believe it or not. Hold on.
1: I'm gonna open my bag and produce a pair of what would be like loafers or just like really <laughs> casual house shoes Boat and pull shoes. those out. Well, there's an offer for you. They're probably too big, but
3: those should do than, just
1: fine. Better than walking around barefoot in here and getting this slime and crap on your feet.
2: I'm gonna slip them slip my foot with my half, my boot that's missing the bottom into the shoe. So I'm wearing like a, it's like a boot, boat shoe hybrid (laughs) now. And they're way too big. And I just, you know, I've-
0: Oh, I mean, it's a good job it dark around here all the time, but no one will
2: notice. Yeah, yeah.
1: There are worse fates in life than having to borrow a pair of shoes for a day. We'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I'll pack up my bag and pick it back up. Okay. Onward then.
3: Onward.
5: There is a very clear exit ahead of you and once you um, move on, there's a few more... um, weak looking areas of stability that you avoid as you head towards the exit of the um winter hall and you step out from the winter hall and you find yourselves in a wild and overgrown graveyard ancient stones that stretch out for maybe miles Little stones, tombs, rough ideas of gravestones littering the area. It's very tangled and overgrown with these dark bushes and curling trees. There are graves upon graves, all different shapes and sizes, beyond your eyesight. They stretch outwards. As you look out amongst them, you... See these pale figures Walking between them Momentary glimpses of the dead Spectres and ghosts Appearing, walking and then Disappearing. Hundreds Of people glittering In and out of existence You see humans, you see Tieflings, there are gnomes There are elves Drow There are dwarves There is people here who look like cat folk there are people here who look like they might be goliaths or even full blooded giants stepping around this place they're barely visible they come in flits white and blue but will one area here maybe draws your attention immediately away from these harmless dead and ahead of you maybe about 30 feet from where you stand there is a moss covered headstone um next to it you can see a uh the bones of an arm stretching up as you focus on it you can see that this is a headless skeleton lying amongst some of these graves and you know this suddenly as if recalling a memory of being here once before a sudden deja vu that's Overwhelming, maybe turns your stomach for a moment. Beside this skeletal figure is a very square and plain-looking gravestone, the type of thing you might have um, quickly dragged from nearby as opposed to had made. The simple-looking gravestone is the final burial place of Eldering Greymane, and the skeleton is a man known as Nathan Silvertongue. And for a fleeting moment, you see them both standing there, Nathan holding a wounded Elderin, an older-looking man, strong-looking, grey hair. But his eyes are missing, the area around them blackened from a recent attack. As your vision of this takes over for a moment, engulfing and swarming the area, the mist around you begins to thicken um, but you focus on this scene that's being depicted in front of you you can see blood running now in colour from a wound in the side of his head from a wound in his abdomen the type of wound that you might have seen before Uh, gouts of blood that no healer could stop you can see this figure that you know to be Nathan standing beside him. He's in much better shape, but he's panicked and wild looking around him. This man is a much younger man with colour to his hair, but his clothing is relatively strange. Uh, an odd fashion that you might not have seen um on anybody in recent years. But they resemble can that I of. A... No. It's it's just an odd-looking set of clothing that looks very dated. Um That being said, he has the stance and the weapons of a warrior, maybe a mercenary. You can see that he's got a sword at his hip and it's broken, snapped um, into two pieces, the end of the blade missing. Moments later, there is a fleeting image of him overlaid amongst this one of the two of them panicking for a moment you feel that turning sensation in your stomach. The mist thickening around this vision of these people this is much clearer than the visions that you've had of them before you've seen these two walking down the street arm in arm you saw a different figure with a barbarian before in Kull but this vision becomes very real for a moment around you you see the man digging at the area in front of where this square looking gravestone is um He's got a poor looking makeshift shovel. And moments later, he faces away from you, the shard of his sword above him, that turning feeling in your stomach as he's running forward, the broken shard of his sword rushing out in front of him as he fights an invisible foe. And then you feel a strange sensation, a turning sensation that maybe almost causes you to throw up as his head disappears, removed from his body as if bitten clean off and his body falls to the ground the sword falls into the dirt nearby and these visions vanish from your view and the headless skeleton among the gravestones remains the rest of you witness none of this you simply see the ghosts of so many moving and flitting in and out of this place and the further you look like stars they become on the darkness ahead
1: the rest of you see that ghost no the the two they were there a moment ago
3: no can't say I'd I did
1: Here lies Eldarin Greymane That one
0: Is it unmarked Tev?
5: When you get closer to it you can see that the gravestone itself is unmarked in the sense that It has no etchings or carvings on it um, but it does have two bloody handprints on it old and brown but they should have long since wasted away by the rain they remain quite clearly um, clear to your eyes at least beside the gravestone there are also several things most of it overgrown mosses and fungus of the area that sort of dark looking grass um, covering and growing through the skeletal remains There is... Um... Things that were here once. There's a thing that resembles what was probably once a leather satchel... Covered in moss and mould. You can see straight through it. It's eaten and and broken through age. There are... uh, Oxidised iron items. Things that have rusted away into oblivion. Papers and books that have turned to sort of dust. Um... But one thing remains relatively well preserved. There's a there's a scroll or or a rolled piece of paper that's that's sitting on top of everything as if um left undisturbed or maybe placed there more recently.
1: This body here minus the head. This would be one Nathan He lost his head while trying to bury the other
0: That's what you saw?
1: Yes Well... They, they made it this far, both of them alive They were panicked by something What killed Elder? and I couldn't tell you, I didn't see it And then when Nathan took the time to bury him, he paid for it with his life he didn't get a burial I'll nudge the body on the ground with my foot he was just left up here to rot poor guy question is what drove the both of them to come all this way
0: why is Araya so interested
4: in them
1: Definitely say some more practical questions also come to mind like why would Nathan stay here and take the trouble to bury Eldoran despite where he was
4: Mm. I'm all for
1: honouring I'm all for honouring the dead but sticking around in a place like this
0: Perhaps Eldarin had some connection to the village or
1: If there was anyone else who was still alive here, you'd think they would have buried Nathan too So I would suppose that by the time they got here, it was like this already, and they were the only two alive Something came up and took Nathan's head though Literally
0: A long time ago Hard
1: to say how long
0: I don't trust that and I point towards the scroll and I have a feeling that's maybe what Arius is after
1: probably although I will look at the grave itself
5: what are you uh, looking for in particular if anything
1: I'm not looking for anything I think it's just the rest of the party can see that I'm looking at the grave
5: the two handprints on it are so strangely familiar to you obs malfunction of course no
2: say what really happened will, will said suggested he was gonna dig up a body
5: <laughs> digging up a body and out a point about go. the bad luck
1: and
5: <laughs> um unfortunately obs didn't like that plan so my apologies but yes you were standing in front of the grave i believe you just mentioned that you were gonna potentially dig up a body and uh, is the
1: grave it's uh, like the is the casket or like the grave itself above ground or would we have to actually like dig into the dirt to get to this guy yeah you're standing on
5: wrong? not even turned earth this is this could just be anywhere it's fully overgrown whatever was um buried here and including all of the graves around they were buried a very long time ago there's these half of them are so time-worn that they barely resemble their original shapes a lot of them are simply just stones and maybe were in the first place and you get the idea that there's probably a bunch of places here that are unmarked graves whether they were marked at first or not but yeah this person was buried a very long time ago
1: okay uh the hand the bloody handprints were those on the headstone itself Oh, the gravestone? Yes, or? so
5: there is one particular stone here that you know to belong to Eldorin, um, that, uh that is kind of just a, a square of stone. It may even be one of the bricks from the Winter Hall um, that has been placed to mark this. Um, and the dead center of the top, there is a bloodied handprint, and next to it, um, somewhat over the corner edge at the bottom corner, there is a second handprint. They do not look like the same handprint. One is um, smaller than the other, not by much, but they do- they don't look like the same handprint.
1: I will take off my chainmail gloves and gauntlet and all that, and just hold my hand up next to each one and compare.
5: Mm-hmm. Not the same size. Not the same handprint as, e- as yours. As
1: as either of them.
5: As either of them. Hmm.
1: I don't know why these look so familiar It's not mine at any rate Why would it be yours? I don't know But The way I'm randomly recognizing everything And sensing Things The crown The visions Mm. I'm just Ruling out possibilities is all.
3: I think Merlin would then take a uh, particular interest into the scroll and start walking on all fours to maybe even sniff it before picking it up and revealing secrets.
1: Hold that thought, Merlin. (laughs) Like as Merlin approaches it, hold on just one other thing to do before you do that okay I'll put the glove back on and stand up alright and I'm going to use divine sense to see if there's any evil spirits, celestials or other things hovering in the air right next to us or maybe Eldrin himself or anything weird like that
5: yeah give me the blurb again Sure. precisely what we've got there you go uh, the presence of strong evil registers on your senses powerful good rings like heavenly music Has an action you can open your awareness to take such forces at the end of your next turn you know the location of celestials, fiends or undead within 60 feet of you um, is it the presence of any object that has been consecrated or desecrated so immediately there is an overwhelming sense of undead um, it goes off. It's almost like a, um, like a, probably like feedback. Um, it would feel uncomfortable, however, this registers to you would be extremely uncomfortable because of the amount of undead spirits, specters, ghosts, wraiths. Um, here, you do not get the sense of the undead creatures here being necessarily evil they uh, don't even seem to be registering any of your presences at times they're walking through you they appear next to you and disappear again but they do not seem to see you whatsoever they're aimlessly wandering around and will you get that sense immediately as well that they are of no threat they're barely even here um however What is far more overwhelming to you is the... what, However the presence of evil registers on your senses, that sensation at this point might be enough to drive you to your knees as you are hit by... an overwhelming sensation of evil that strikes you from every angle, from every... part of the 60 feet or so that this sense can feel from it almost invades you and it's coming from the mist you do not get the sense that it's a celestial or a fiend or an undead necessarily though it's just unbelievably overwhelming to 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 take in such a feeling but then maybe as you're drawn to the ground or you stumble you get the sensation of the stone in front of you, the headstone the square one with the bloody handprints on it being a place of consecrated ground or a a singular light in the darkness the two bloody handprints resonate in front of you, maybe glowing on top of this thing and it is like a uh, a drop of water in the desert but it maybe keeps you conscious from the overwhelming sensation of the mist itself um sure um that would probably be it apart from the ones that you know about with fix vita etc
1: right rest of the party has seen me use this ability enough times that it's probably not going to catch any of them off guard but I will, uh I kind of just suddenly stumble forward and <gasps> and kind of collapse forward and I'll grab onto that headstone and put my hands right where those handprints are no. and just hold onto it and see if anything happens
5: No, but as the sense um lessens your overwhelming sensation of it it lessens with it as well and the sensation of the consecrated um stone and the and the handprints um lessen with it but it maybe feels like an anchor to you for a moment as this divine sense um dissipates
1: Merlin <clears throat>
3: I will not open the scroll
1: on the contrary I was going to ask you what it says
3: I... okay if you insist and then slowly Merlin reveals the contents of the scroll
5: yeah you um you feel this paper and it feels old to your hands um you maybe very cautiously roll the bottom of the paper down and while it is um, extremely old it has somehow survived the ages um, out here and you can see that it's it's like a writ or a service of payment um, of some sort very ancient looking I will give you a handout and if you scroll down on that handout you can read what it says on there in a very very old looking um ink that's bled in many places into this very old looking vellum and the the wording is kind of old too seem it's it's worded oddly but it is in it is in common
3: oh well this is what it reads service indebted to Elder and Greymane for the price of ten gold pieces to be paid in full to one Nathan Silvertongue. Accompaniment and protection on the road and beyond for two full weeks. Addendum, upon completion of the destruction of the Child of Darkness, an extra ten gold pieces shall be rewarded. Signed, Nathan Silvertongue and Elder and Greymane and signed witnesses at the village of Jairus marshal edmund dorston hang on how old is this it's it's quite worn he hands the will to uh he hands the uh scroll to will
1: i'll take your word for it Sorry, I, uh... Give me a sec.
0: I, I I don't know why I assumed the Child of Darkness is something Arius had concocted. This clearly is... Well, I suppose we don't know how old Arius truly is, but surely not this old.
1: Is Arius, uh... I guess it's a dumb question. It looks like he shares the same ancestry as you. Tieflings don't live that long, right?
0: Um, Only elves. Same as, as humans, I think. Right. But he's... You know, he was very old when I saw him first, and now he's much younger, so... It depends how long he's been doing that for.
1: It's true. His age may be more... Flexible. Sorry, I, uh... Oh man I don't think I'm going to use my senses again while I'm in this place It's overpowering Malevolent and malicious
4: Um,
0: what? The graveyard?
1: I... I opened my sixth sense to look around just in case... I don't know, I thought maybe the spirit of Eldarin might be hanging around here somewhere and I wanted to check the mist itself it seeks our demise I mean it's like the air itself wants to kill us
0: it makes sense, doesn't it? if the thing you saw inside me is a, a denizen of the mist and there's, we know there's plenty more of them here
1: the thing inside and around you is unpleasant to be sure but it's it's not overbearing and all-encompassing like this place is
0: yeah but I'm, I'm saying there's plenty more where that came from and they're all here and I, they're all connected
1: I didn't mean it to sound like I was arguing with you I'm agreeing I'm saying that the sensation is far stronger here far worse than just the glimpse of whatever you're carrying around
0: we should be very careful when we communicate with it then
1: what's the name of the judge on that paper? Marlon
3: he uh, then uh, opens the scroll again um Marshal Edmund Dorston.
1: depending on how long ago this was written he might still be alive especially Mm. if he's and, you know, elven heritage or something even if he's not maybe a descendant and if he's a judge in his office, perhaps a record of this transaction if not a person then a paper Could be a lead to go on find out what they were doing here well, we know partly what they were doing here they were looking to destroy the Child of Darkness but why and who sent them a judge might have the answer
0: if Nathan was just hired To protect Eldrin Why why did he die at his grave like this? Why didn't he just run? Why did he bury him? Why did he bother? It's...
1: Repeated scrapes with death Can make you feel pretty close to people Even after a couple short weeks Might be that he thought of Eldrin As a good friend
0: Do you still want to look at his body?
1: Don't even know where we'd find it, to be honest I mean, yes, if if I could tell exactly where he was buried I would want to take a look But there's no clear marking here There's just a headstone I think it's better to just leave the dead undisturbed In this case Jairus then Great We dig up our answers there Not here
0: I'm trying to think about how Arius might Use this information what he wanted it for This is what he wanted to come all the way into the mist for
1: See this Other than the name of this judge Marshall. This paper doesn't really tell us much That we didn't already know These two men Didn't Arias give you their names in the first place? I don't
0: so remember him clearly... mentioning Nathan But Eldrin, right. Yes
1: So clearly he knew about them already Maybe he didn't know why they were here But like that's nothing new The only thing I can see that he would Stand to gain from this would be what they were doing, and the name of this Magistrate.
0: Hmm. I'm just curious, I suppose. If Eldarim was seeking to destroy the Child of Darkness and Arias is seeking to create it, it would imply that the Child of Darkness already existed. I don't know if that's something I'd want Arias to know
1: Agreed (coughs) That's information we should probably mask from him Although it's possible that maybe he knows the Child of Darkness is perhaps already born and perhaps already alive but needs to be... I don't know the word cultivated in some way unleashed, revealed, transformed It might be that this child of darkness is already walking around, but the force inside him, her, it, whatever, is perhaps just lurking there waiting to be awakened. And again, that's something Arias probably shouldn't know.
0: But then perhaps if he does know, it will stop him from harming anybody else.
1: Do you believe that? No Nor do I
0: It feels weird to leave this place with just this scroll it Feels like we've come so far I agree. these handprints It's just so weird You felt like you recognized them
1: I did I do feel like there's more here coming all the way just for that paper just for one name seems like a rather flimsy clue
2: I don't know what I was expecting but it was more I expected more I don't know
1: honestly I was half expecting some dead person to stand up and talk to us or something more dramatic I don't know but it if it is just a that written clue, then so be it.
2: That would be helpful. Fun.
0: I hate thinking that we know this already, and we just don't think we know it.
4: Hmm.
0: Merlin, what was the scroll you picked up all that time ago in the cave?
3: Will you speak well, to the dead? Um it's not something I can do just yet, but something like that. Um, would I be able to cast message here, Brad?
5: Uh, you can cast it whenever you want. Yeah.
3: Is message just to Arius or could I perhaps try to commune with um, well... This presence...
5: <laughs> Which presence?
3: Um... Nathan or Elderin and
5: You wish to try and commune with one of these using... Message? Hmm.
3: I don't know if that's even... Po- I'm just throwing ideas, I'm thinking out loud.
5: Um... You can try. You can always try
3: all right let's give it a go what role am i making
5: um let me see here first of all
3: oh we can't even see the target so i don't even think
5: you don't need to be able to see the target um because you are casting enhanced message so you can whisper a message to anyone um
3: i don't know if drawing the dead out may be the brightest idea though
5: but usually with the spell message they have to be alive Uh, that being said you are tapping into a source of power that is beyond beyond you yeah. and your knowledge. So
3: right. Okay. Well, I guess scratch that then. There has to be something else here. That surely it's it's not just the scroll.
1: Well, and you have, you can detect magic, right? Just do that. See if there's something else here. Oh,
3: right, let's, let's give that a go so he immediately then casts detect magic to see if there is uh, any anything maybe we can't
5: see yeah Um. how does this normally work for you when you do this how do you normally uh, understand the magics that you're seeing
3: it's almost like he goes into like a meditative state and then like um, he just uh, it's almost like he wraps himself around just his surroundings uh, mm, yeah I, I guess that's the best way I can describe it
5: okay Um. much like with Will's divine sense, your detect magic spell goes off and you understand and register the arcane elements of anything around you specifically. Um, Just about everything here um, registers as some form of necromancy. Um, It's very difficult to even see through the smog of necromantic energy that is in this area predominantly again from the um, the ghosts um, but you also just get a sense of it in general while here in the mist Um, there is a hmm what would this be this would be hmm I suppose a form of of abjuration um that is coming from the the stone and the handprints on the stone in front of you the piece of paper in your hand, the writ is also being magically um preserved um somebody has cast a spell on this so many times that it lasts as paper um, for much longer than any normal paper would Um, not necessarily uncommon for um, writs and legal binding papers to have a little enchantment on them Um, but it's old magic very very old the sense of uh, necromantic energy coming off of the undead is also old magic and the sense of necromantic energy coming off of the mist itself is old magic but then there is the ninth skull of magic that registers on you and probably feels like it might feel to us as if we had been sat comfortably in our homes and then the walls are removed and what you expect to be there is nothing but space um it would feel to you as soon as you register it and you understand the next element the void magic that sits on everything and is permeating All four of you is allowing the mist to be what it is, is allowing any of this to happen, sits inside Will, sits inside um, Fix, inside Vita, inside Fire, and is growing in you. It would feel like your mind opened up, and I think... You need to roll me a constitution saving throw oh boy 15. 15 that is a make which means you only take half of oh no a d10 of psychic damage 7 so uh, 3 rounded down Um, so you take 3 sanity points and you take a you take an experience away from this the type of thing that feels uh existential maybe just so much bigger than you can even comprehend and i think maybe as a wizard you understand how to open up your senses or how to think outside of the box in a way that might allow you to think around things you have to think around corners to be able to cast certain spells but this is something else you tap into something so massive it is completely alien to you and it is so enormous and so overwhelmingly powerful that I think you, um, you feel that and you maybe recoil for a moment as you are hit by it that being said you now understand that at the center of all of this your suspicions were true there is uh, another school of magic known as void magic um, and its source is not here But your suspicions up until now and the other elements that we've discussed seem to be very very true Um, I think the only other thing you might recognize is the spells that are on you and your companions, any minor things, but nothing terrible um and as you come back and maybe uh, there's a second or two where you have to catch your breath you have a a deeper understanding of the fact that there is a secret uh, school of magic unbeknownst to you or anyone you've ever heard speak of magic or and you're able to tap into it but my god does it hurt every time you do it it saps away at something inside of you that Can never be returned But it's powerful Yeah
3: I I think we would see uh, Merlin Because he's so overwhelmed by this uh, Fumble back And fall on his bottom And uh, just kind of shake his head And then look up at the others There is another kind of magic here And... It, It's—I don't know if this is what Arias seeks, but it's void. Void magic. I never even knew that something like this existed. Are you okay? I think as a, a Fire asks Merlin, his nose begins to bleed a little.
4: Mm.
2: I'll use my sleeve and just press it against your nose and clean you up.
3: It, it knocked the wind out of me. I... I don't know if that's something I should tap into again. Mm. I may have to consider, though. Uh, Arias did mention it. In
0: the school, he mentioned the Void. But he didn't seem to understand it No, I...
3: I don't think quite so
1: wonder if that's what he's really after A way to control a new type of magic that no one else has seen before Or maybe he thinks he can harness it in some way
0: Or he thinks it's the source of the mist
1: You might be right After all, what do we really know about this stuff anyway? Where it came from? What drives it?
3: I can only think that it stems from here The mist
1: Uh,
0: there was something else he said as well that Eldarin knew what the Void was how would Eldarin know what the Void is and if Eldarin knew what the Void was and he wanted to kill the Child of Darkness I mean it's all hypothetical it doesn't make any difference to us right now we don't know anything but so much there's so much we don't know and I hate knowing that if we talk to them, mist there's a chance we might know but it might take us on a journey we never come back from
1: whatever Aldaran knew most likely died with him but it's possible he might have told someone it's definitely worth following up the name on that paper and if he don't know it's also possible that he or Nathan Silvertongue might have had a relative somewhere maybe they told their family where they were going If they had families friends at least now we know where they set out from though Jairus we could ask around there look and see maybe they have brothers sisters mothers acquaintances co-workers
4: somebody has to know them
1: right They had to have told someone where they were going and why. If there is some other clue here, I don't see how to unearth it. Looking around to my senses is overwhelming. And apparently is to Merlin too. There's nothing else here. Or is there? Brad, is there any any other objects of interest uh, either in the graveyard or in the immediate vicinity that we could see? Any other landmarks?
5: Um... In terms of what I assume you're really looking for not really you're, um... surrounded by just extremely ancient looking worn stones and gravestones none of them have any real markings on them or, um... Anything like that They've been worn away over the years But um, The only real things here Are the the skeleton Missing a head The um, The torn and ripped satchel The stone with the two um, Preserved bloody handprints on them Nothing else
1: Okay The satchel That's where the scroll came from right?
5: Yeah The satchel is like barely a thing Um, is there
1: anything else in it?
5: there is but it it seems as if it's been disturbed before and there's nothing in there that really is anything it's just um, what was maybe once a few coins or um, glass or items and it's all just turned to oxidized things or dust almost Um, the satchel itself not really even leather anymore to touch
1: okay the uh, the handprints on the gravestone can I pick up anything else about them spot anything weird with them walk around check the back side of the gravestone anything here?
5: The only thing you can tell about them is that it would be odd that they would remain um, they look like handprints that may have been left a week ago very clear as if, as if painted um, red all over the hand and then carefully placed on the stone um that kind of brown old looking blood stain um and had it not rained maybe this had been done a week ago um it seems very strange that they are extremely untouched the two of them um both uh left hand but different nothing else on the gravestone um, looking over it, you get the more you look over it, the more you become convinced it's likely a brick taken um, from the winter hall nearby and then put here as a makeshift um, grave or headstone to mark Eldarin's final burial place. But it really is nothing else of use. And again, all of this stuff is all kind of overgrown and covered in moss and grass except for really the gravestone here with the handprints on
1: right but you and you did say though that I was picking up on it as being consecrated or hallowed right
5: it seems yes however you want to interpret that it it does seem like a um a consecrated thing it's it's almost untouched by the mist itself um the handprints themselves almost glow to your senses Especially when you had the divine sense up, it was the only singular thing here that felt good. Right. Was there any uh, any like standard procedure
1: or normal thing that I could think of that would cause it to be consecrated, or was this be completely out of left field? Is this it, normal for a graveyard?
5: You're pretty out of left field. Um it, This is really your first um, brush with anything that would feel like this to you in terms of senses and and arcane things but clerics um and religious folk will often bless lands and bless idols and things like that um if that were the case then maybe a cleric has done this or somebody of of a particular religion has done this but i don't think you would know that it had any sort of direct effect like this or even an arcane one if that would be how you interpret it whatever you witnessed. this at I don't know if you would have uh, the uh, referential knowledge over the last three weeks since being able to um, divine sense and then find that there is in fact something that would register to you as, as holy or consecrated in a way yeah so this for sure is a thing and the only thing in this entire graveyard or at least within 60 feet of you that seemed to have that element to it though
1: right and the only person who could have put it here would have been nathan can i check nathan's body um and see if there's any markings inscriptions papers any patches on his clothes anything i can recognize to give me a clue who he is or where he's from or what he did
5: the patches are and clothing and everything that really any flesh even hair um has gone from his body uh the there are bits again several areas where you can tell there are like oxidized metals that were probably from some sort of um male or something like that on him um and really you only get that image because you have seen what he looked like with your memory of seeing him a couple of times you would, I think, um, understand him to be, just from his size and shape, to be a fit um, man. He had um, a sword on him that he was carrying previously, draped over his shoulders, you witnessed on the road. You saw him in a uh, memory here, fighting, and he took a fighting stance that that would make sense for somebody using a single... Um, longsword in two hands he would resemble more like a mercenary to you a warrior of sorts in the uh, images and memories and visions that you've seen of him um he didn't have any uh, overt patches on him like you might expect on a soldier they have a uniform patch and and images like that he seemed to just be wearing normal clothes with um armor to it um which is more the type of thing you'd find from a sword on the road, maybe a bandit, um, but he looked a little too um, well-kept to be somebody that lives on the road. Roadman, maybe a... shovel? Yes. The
1: shovel that he was carrying, is it laying next to him on the ground somewhere?
5: The shovel is nowhere to be seen, and even in the uh, memory you saw of it, it was a thing that he had bound together with, like, um, wire and uh, using parts of the uh, uh, items that he had it was a makeshift thing that he had done and was using mostly with his hands to bring out the dirt it would have taken him a long time to dig this grave by himself with that thing
1: I can't think of anything else unless any of you have any bright ideas I think we're done here
0: um I compare my hand to the handprints just to like get an idea of scale. See like if they look big man hands or like smaller.
5: Yeah, to generalize, um one of them seems like a particularly large hand. Um no giant's hand here, nothing like you might find on a Goliath or an orc, but the hands of a a, a large man, um the other handprint seems to be much slimmer but not really much smaller necessarily you would if you were to guess anything somebody um, of roughly uh, average man height and size Um, but uh, you wouldn't necessarily know whether it was you know human or tiefling that kind of thing but you can um, guess it's going to be somewhere in there for sure certainly seeing they probably are this. both larger than yours
1: seeing Fix do this can I look and see if Nathan's arm is intact
5: Nathan's arm yes he has a skeletal frame of an arm um outstretched towards the uh towards the stone but again with your vision that you saw of him it really was more like he fell to his knees and fell forward headless as opposed to you know he died while maybe touching the stone I'm going
1: to I'm going to pick up the entire body as uh, carefully as possible
5: pretty hard to do There's, there's nothing really holding the bones together anymore and it's kind of under a bunch of like leaves and grass and things it's not really okay. a body, and the clothing is not clothing either. It's all wasted away. Ancient, right, ancient. That... This has been hundreds of years. Okay,
1: that being the case, if it's if it's that badly banged up, but I'm just going to hold the hand up. I'll just pick the hand up and hold it up to the handprint on the thing and see if it's roughly the same size.
5: Hard to tell. Maybe the same size as the smaller handprint, but... Really, really, really difficult to tell without the actual flesh on it, right? So, are you thinking what point, I'm thinking?
0: Well, I'm thinking that if the tombstone was already here, that means Eldrin was already dead. So, who is the second hand print
1: exactly? Eldrin couldn't have put a hand on his own tombstone
0: unless he anticipated his own death,
1: right? Could and this be was a he suffered. It could be. Yeah, uh, he suffered a mortal wound and was bleeding out, and leaned on what would become his own headstone.
0: But it stands that to reason a... that, that. Well, did you ever see a third person in any of your visions?
1: Only one that I can think of, back in Kull I had a vision of that woman from one of the pla- from one of the tribes on the plains, barbarian woman that's about it and I've never seen her in a vision with these two it's like they're a very it's a separate party Interesting. it's the only other person I can think of besides these two that I've seen
0: I can't shake the feeling that Elderin knew he was going to die and this was deliberate I suppose we don't really know <laughs> Well we can right. dig him up
1: Look what's become of Nathan Body's fallen apart Clothing's disintegrated
0: But mm. Look at the handprints on the tombstone Fresh almost
1: could be that someone else was here just before us that is a possibility these handprints may be fresh they don't seem to match Nathan's hand size and they're not the same so it was two different people and nothing else around here has been preserved so I don't know why the handprints would be preserved
0: other than the scroll
1: it's true I wonder if Eldrin put some sort of enchantment on the scroll to keep it from deteriorating maybe left it as a no not Eldrin. Nathan perhaps
3: I wouldn't be able to tell who did it but there definitely is some sort of magic on the scroll
1: right and I felt it on the headstone itself although why would he preserve the headstone
3: I don't know, Nothing. but I'm quite keen to dig up. Is it some sort of protection magic on the handprints? That's not why. from well, what I, not from what I detected, anyway.
1: All right. As much as I, I don't want to disturb the dead. I feel like we it, it came all this way. We can't afford to leave and potentially miss some important clue right under our noses.
2: I'm glad you said it. I didn't want to be that guy, but I. Kind of feel the same way
1: Right, we dig
0: uh, be prepared to run, just in case
1: Well, I did watch a vision of that guy getting his head bit off, so yeah Had that feeling too
3: Merlin just begins to borrow like a dog He just starts digging <sighs> up
1: Merlin, do you have maybe a spell of some sort you could use to help us out and make an improvised shovel?
3: No. Well. And even if I did, I wish to dig this way.
1: Okay. To each their own, that you mm-hmm. enjoy digging so much.
2: He really does.
3: Do I ever. And he just mm-hmm. keeps going.
5: Um... I'm going to roll one dice. (laughs) It is a consecrated grave that you are about to dig up. And Merlin begins to dig at it as... um, like a dog with his hands kind of burrowing in front of him as he does so you feel scratches on your chest will and the faster he begins to dig you feel this, this itching and these scratches and then you feel underneath your shirt as he continues to dig away at this thing you feel the warmth of blood spreading through your tunic underneath your armor and he begins to dig and dig and dig and this itching and this burning sensation on your chest begins to spread as if
1: enough <laughs> i'm gonna but bef- about the first time you mentioned blood i'm gonna like stop and pull him back
3: uh, what's, what is the matter
1: i'm checking for blood yep. on my fingertips
5: it's not bad it's light blood almost as if maybe a small rodent had been scratching at your chest a lot um, but you have lots of little scratch marks and there is there is just a crisscross of wounds uh, small shallow cuts on your chest
4: uh... this,
1: this grave is bound to me in some way No wonder it all looks familiar
3: Good thing we didn't use the shovel Yeah, I, I, good thing you stopped me
1: I'm gonna reach down to where Merlin was digging and start not like digging into it but I'm gonna run my hands across it and see if I can like feel this reflected on myself in some way
5: um no you don't feel it reflected on yourself in any way necessarily but as you run your hands across the dirt you see your um, little bits of blood from your chest sit on the top of the grave and take on the slight hue and glow of the blood on the stone
1: I want to take my hand which is now bloodied walk back to that gravestone where the two handprints were and just add a third one between the other two
5: yeah you move towards the gravestone place your hand on it there is a moment for everybody here that sees each of the hands light up a little not a huge amount and around Will's hand the blood all three of them seems to match for a moment and then three figures appear around you in three positions translucent and ethereal but they stand there as if statues of people they glow with a warm light and all of you can see them there is an older man perhaps in his 50s grayed beard military haircut the battle-hardened jaw of a of a soldier um he stands there still with a sword in his hand a second figure a much younger man but taller long coarse blonde looking hair thin face scrappy armor and upon his back is a huge crafted great sword and the third figure is taller still very lean and muscular body the type of body that comes quite commonly Will with a polearm user and he stands in much more recognisable but very aged looking scaled armour, the scaled armour that the rageous navy men wear north of Guardia all three of them open their mouths and silently speak however what they say is heard very clearly by you Will each of them standing there, their bodies completely still bar their mouths, each of them staring only at Will, speaking these repeated messages. And while silently the three of you can hear it, Will, you can hear what they're saying over and over and over again, all three of them at once, until the. they say one sentence each, and then the third sentence they all say together. And it doesn't stop. And as you look up and turn to each of them, they stand around you repeating these silent messages. What they're saying, only you can hear. And I'm going to give it to you here on the, uh, on the Roll20 as a handout. Um, since you are the only person who can hear it. Um, you should be able to see it if I click this button.
1: Do you see it? I do see it now, yes Okay Do you want me to read this out loud, or?
5: Well, only you can hear what they're saying So, it's up to okay. you How you interpret this
1: Gotcha Gotcha Um, can you describe the first figure again
5: yes and I will give you a better description on here if you'd like I have man one this one you recognize as Eldarin 100% man two you recognize to be the figure who was standing with the um the um tribeswoman in Kull previously and uh i will call him for you um young man with coarse blonde hair and then man three looks like a rageous navy man and i'll update the sheet there for you and i'll also give you all of this in uh writing
1: Okay, just just one question. Uh, When we initially saw that, um, or when I initially had the vision in Cull, and I saw the tribeswoman, Mm -hmm. the person with her was me. So, am I looking at me?
5: You are also hearing the voice that you heard in your first vision that you had after waking up. You. The one on the ship. Here what's a voice that sounds so very similar to yours but is is not you the navy man speaks with what is very close to your voice the second figure appears to you and you recognize them as the second person that you saw in Carl that looked, that you saw as you you now understand was this person and the first person is Eldarin who you also saw standing uh, as yourself with Nathan on the road you simply understand these three people okay. are those three visions
1: right would um. man number two Mm-hmm. given that the first time I saw him I thought it was me mm-hmm. and now I'm seeing him up close does he have a strong resemblance to me is that is that why I might have he was me or is I there would something say else here
5: n- not at all um i would say none of the three of them really resemble you physically at all
1: okay is there any anything that i can pick out as to why the first time i saw this guy i would have identified it immediately as myself
5: not unless you can tell me a reason in terms of physically you really only see what you see the first man older braid beard military looking Um, but not in anything that has any military clothing on him Um, he has a plain looking longsword not too dissimilar to yours Um, this type of thing that is probably handed out in bulk Um, but he has that look of a soldier that hardened jaw that you just understand amongst one another no distinctive features beside that nothing on him, clothing looks old um, as it has done in the visions you've seen of, of him before. Second man is... At first you might think him to be... Um, a very, very lowborn knight. But... looking at him for longer, you might even think that he's somebody that killed a knight and took their armor, scrappy armor, built and put together on the road. Um, his... sword... on his back is unbelievably well crafted however um it just, you can tell it is it is ornate in places but only in the places that wouldn't affect the balance um the type of thing that is uh, sought after by rich men who want to put it on a wall somewhere um armor face nothing distinguishing about them that would necessarily make you Go, aha! Uh-huh, this is that person or whatever. Um, and because of the armor being kind of bits and pieces in several places, it's kind of hard to determine how old the armor is. Um, the third figure, you can give me a history check if you'd like. Actually, we'll see what you know about Rages. Um, it's pretty near to where you're from—an island off the north of uh, Gardia. I think probably Got a
1: nine on my history.
5: Purely because of your time in the military, I'm giving you the history check anyway. But the um, the island off the north of Gardia is a, is a is completely allied in every way that uh, politically, militarily, with Gardia. Um, Rages is is just a mostly a single huge city on an island between the tiefling. Um, lands and gardia um but they command a decent fleet of ships they are also in charge of a lot of trade between the mainlands um the uh, the armor that he's wearing is very recognizable in general to anybody who might recognize this kind of armor it's scaled and plated in a way that makes uh that is obvious to you but you wouldn't really be able to place when it doesn't necessarily look old or new but you might have to you'd probably have to go and check that kind of a feeling maybe where you're not sure whether this is a more recent looking armor or something that they've, they've been wearing for years um, in terms of his figure um, he has a pole arm he's, he's strong looking um, he might be around the same age as you but Not necessarily, uh, you don't look or resemble each other, but every time he speaks and when you hear the words that he says to you, he does sound a lot like you. It's uncanny almost. To an untrained ear, you'd think it was the exact same voice, but you can tell a slight difference in it. Um, But it is very, very strange how similar he sounds to you. Other than that, nothing to place them. I think that's probably all of the information you would really get off of looking at them, studying what they're wearing, and um, their resemblance in any way—they certainly don't seem like anyone in y- in your family that you recognize, and they mo- none of them look like you at all.
1: Okay. Um, I will withdraw my hand from the headstone. Yeah. Finally, and leave that other handprint on it
5: you do so and they disappear immediately you three watching see them disappear the handprint that you leave on the stone is still there after a second it goes from being a kind of a light red to that kind of brownish colour again and it fills out in a way that maybe you only had a little piece or spattering of blood on your hand but the handprint that's left behind is very clear three handprints now on the stone
1: every question that's answered just opens up two more
0: do you know what they were saying?
1: Aldrin's voice I was killed here for my lack of knowledge yet I found the source he did not say the source of what that was all he said the second one the second one is the same person I saw in Kull right after we met that very first vision on the road with the tribeswoman there Although back then I thought the vision was me Now looking at it here It's kind of hard to say I still feel like it's me in some way A reflection And he said Knowledge of the source saw me lost under Dandello Where's Dandello? Have you heard of it?
0: Have you heard of it?
5: Yeah. Friend? it is dead in the center of the map I'll give you the uh the map so you can see where it is um it is uh you most certainly would have um been near it if you've ever traveled through from gardia and come up to call um you kind of have to go past it on the road north but most people don't go there it's a very out of the way desert the desert is known for being poisonous and poisoned the lands around it are dead and dying and people just die in the desert not just from um, cold because it's cold more than hot um, but from the straight up poison that comes from the land and people don't go there yet the people that live there live there people consider them to be strange and weird and all sorts of weirdness but um, also people live in the north near the mist and people consider those people to be strange and weird as well um, but you would most certainly know where it is it's it's a much more functioning um, I'll say town not really a city but it's the largest of the desert towns there is another place called Kuz which is south of it basically no one goes there um, but you can go there it is known for being filled with witches and hags and dangerous types no one really goes there so if you're a criminal it's kind of a nice place to run away to. Dandalo gets some of the off um, shoot from that it is a criminal hideout of m- much um, renown but yeah you all of you would most certainly have heard of it unless Merlin doesn't want to have but who knows what Merlin, where Merlin has travelled in his many years <clears throat> so yes you would certainly okay. know where it is and I'll leave the map up for you too
1: okay well in, in, in that case he, uh, I wouldn't have phrased it as a question I would have said yep. uh, the second second one said knowledge of the source saw me lost under Dandolo perhaps buried in the sands somewhere I don't know the third one said I followed the source into the ocean and upwards to my doom and that third man was also me in my first vision when I woke up after after I I fell
0: I mean this this, hear me out this might be crazy but what if How I said earlier, you were remembering things. They were not your memories. What if every time... Did you tell these two what happened to you?
1: It's old Merlin. But then when I woke up it was during that dream so I guess he didn't actually hear it and fire wasn't there at all
0: He he died he, he fully died He died I saw the scar He should be He shouldn't be here He should be dead in a battlefield and Grant's refuge but he's here
2: and he has that no seems idea like how like something it's kind of important to share you're walk you're the walking dead you what you if, yes you how
1: do you really think i can answer that question i can't even tell you who i am
0: So what if you came back and you have the spirit that all of these people had inside them it's giving you these powers and you have their memories and each time you've learned something new you just have to access the information
1: Sure I guess at this point it's there's more questions than answers it's...
0: So the last you went into the ocean and sailed north and that's when you woke up
1: I rem- that was the first vision I had after I fell
0: And chronologically you've had visions that date back to the first person
1: well the chronology of it is somewhat lost on me because I don't know what years these people were alive Mm. it's kind of hard to say fire Merlin the slaughter of Grant's refuge I fought there defending it but I did not survive When we all had dinner together in Kal, I told you all that if I had been able to get there in time, I would have died defending it, and that was the truth. And I did get there in time. And I was struck down there by a large half-orc. the Same one that escaped on the ship. At some point.
3: Well...
2: So how did you, I get that part, but how did you go from that happening to being alive? You don't know?
1: How are you moving your finger? Magic. It's kind of one of those things where if it's working, you just don't question it.
4: Mm.
1: You had a torn shirt and there was thread holding it together you wouldn't pluck at the thread for fear of it falling apart when a dead man wakes up last thing he wants to do is mess with whatever it was that brought him back at least in my case but i'm starting to think i'm not gonna have a choice much longer I don't know whether these are my own memories or not I don't know if this is reincarnation I don't know if I'm I'm seeing their memories and it feels like they're my own For all I know, Willerton Ortis is still dead at Grant's Refuge and you just have some spectre traveling with you now A pile of someone else's memories Like, I don't, I don't know who or what I am
3: You are Will Don't question yourself even for a moment. What happened to you? I mean, I I wish it hadn't, but you're still here.
0: It doesn't stop you being you.
3: Exactly.
4: Hmm.
1: (laughs) I wish I could agree with that. I have other people's memories.
0: You still have your memories?
1: How do I even know they're mine? How do I even know I'm remembering everything straight at this point?
2: How do any of us? How do any of us, to be fair?
5: Fix. Vita suddenly reacts to something. You get a feedback from Vita, a panicked feeling of something approaching very fast, something very bad and it's approaching oh. at a rapid speed from underneath you.
4: Oh!
1: The three of them had one other thing they said.
0: We should go. We should go right now. There's something coming, and I don't know what it is, but Vita is terrified, and we need to move. Okay, I'm following okay. you.
4: Oh, oh, okay.
3: Where we from? go back
0: the way we came. I don't know. It's underneath us. It's beneath us. I don't know what direction it's coming from. We just need to go.
5: All right, move. And that is where we end our session today.
2: You put me in tremors.
3: Maybe. God damn it, Brad.
2: <laughs> I quit. I God quit. It. Oh, it's unfortunate that this is my last,
5: my last <laughs> one. Thank you so much for tuning wow. in, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, this episode of Miss Light. We went a little late. I kind of just let it run because we, we finished early last week because... Uh, we were down a bry because power in the real world is annoying uh, during a storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what happened. I'm able to recall simple things. You're getting it, yeah. And um, so I kind of let it go because I wanted you to explore this bit, however you explore it, and let you come to the conclusions that you could you could come to. Um, however. There is something coming to get you, and uh, unfortunately, we'll find out what that is next week. Um, Many things um, this week that you have um, uncovered. As usual, like a Hydra in this show, you get one answer and two more um, questions pop up from it. But uh, you're getting there that's all i'm you keep going guys you're doing great a little pat on the back for me can't tell you anything about it other than that but um yes you will have a week to ponder and consider what has happened tonight and also uh prepare yourselves mentally for what should appear from the deep uh underneath this area around winter hall um if you want Yay. to go and question these wonderful players of mine during the week on what this was all about and where it's going and what's happening and what's uh coming to get them then you can do so by following their channels head on over to all of their channels and follow them and give them subscriptions and question them on things and watch what they do daily you can do that at the following channels we'll do a round of shout out starting with merlin the void master
3: Hi, hi, I'm Dispy. I played Merlin for you today. Oh my God. It just gets better and better. Thank you so much everyone for being here today. Um, and thank you so much for the amazing role play and storytelling, Brad, holy shit. Um, and yeah, um, uh, you, uh, can find me doing more role play over on my channel at DispyRx. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you everyone.
5: All right. What about Bry?
2: Um, well. You can find me at Brutal everywhere other than here ever again because I'm leaving. Okay. So Brad made a pun today. Did, I'm, uh, I'm in Dune now and that battle, everything went wrong and I quit. This is my dramatic <laughs> quitting. I fucking it wasn't quit so now. bad.
5: You still chunked down a bunch <laughs> of health off a couple of them. Yeah, time. but
2: I, I threw my bow on accident it and did. I got kept, just, just kept getting gunked if you you animal. could have lost
5: if you had rolled a two your bow would have gone over the edge yeah
2: i'm aware okay. oh i'm aware i'm fully aware That's that it. that was a possibility like brad it to happen but <laughs> i'm sure it was
5: this would have been funny hey maybe we will be stuck everywhere. in the head of whatever's coming up to get you
2: yeah and then 10 more will show up
5: maybe uh what about
1: will Uh, You can find me over at twitch.tv slash Fairlight underscore Excalibur. Or you can just, like, look in chat and click on my name. Because, let's be real, no one can spell it otherwise. Uh, I will be... I just finished binging on New World. And now that that beta is closed, I'll move on to the next one. Which is back for blood. So you can find me slaying zombies all day, every day. Over there. You can also find me on Twitter at FairlightEX.
5: Yes, you uh said that your voice also, was hurting and you were like oh i won't i won't be able to talk too much and i was like oops because <laughs> if you get anywhere near this if you don't get to the grave today that's fine but i was like if you get to it it's kind of all on you a little bit
1: yeah it it, it it's uh <laughs> there's a reason i've been a little bit less expressive this session my throat is kind of destroyed from multiple long sessions in a row of new world um also i just want to throw out this friendly reminder uh that fire is wearing my casual shoes yes okay and I, think I, and I think that's hilarious
2: i'm wearing my boots with no bottoms and your boat shoes over them <laughs> i'm wearing dad's loafers right now yeah, and it i like, there it, there will not be art made of it <laughs> i'm putting <laughs> uh, my both my soulless please, feet down fire going on
1: that
5: i need to see shoes. i,
1: I I need to see the artwork of fire, like, you know, proportionate, appropriate, and then just giant, (laughs) giant oversized, like, borderline clown shoe size.
4: Clown shoes. Uh,
2: (laughs) This was serious, you know?
1: I had to, I I stopped and I double-checked my character sheet, because as soon as you lost your shoes, I was like, I'm pretty sure my background says I start with a change of clothes, you know, an extra change of clothes. So I was like, well, that means I, I probably have a
5: robe and shoes in my bag. And sure enough,
1: it's there. I was like, here you oh go. God. You get dad's loafers. I can't wait till by the time
5: you make it, if you make it back to town, you have to buy some new shoes. But you forget just because game. And then you're wearing them for the rest of the campaign. Yeah,
2: you get used to it. It's uncomfortable at first, but then you're, you just forget about it. Yeah. Final boss will be like, nice shoes, loser. And I'll be like, Oh my god. Yeah. Was, I forgot.
5: Sixteen D twelve socket damage. <laughs> final down. boss,
2: final words. What are those <laughs> There's
1: There's gonna be a clutch vital acrobatics check. Yep. And then there's gonna be that reminder that you have loafers on, you have
2: to make yep. them a disadvantage. Disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. The loafer the classic D D loafer disadvantage. That's you know. In the php it's um, in the php
5: um all right well head on over and follow young brutal brie and fairlight and fairlight and disby and if you'd like to follow fix you can where
4: uh
0: this is fit the television for slash Leah. goodbye
4: I'm so
5: tired now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Leah also does Miss Light After Dusk on her channel on Fridays if you want to head on over and watch that. It's usually on around 10 UK-ish. Uh, yes, five which may or may
0: not be Eastern, happening tomorrow.
5: Which may or may not be happening tomorrow. <laughs>
0: but it needs to because oh it, my god there's the so much m- to talk the about. The week but but <laughs> it needed
5: to happen the most. Um, oh no. There will be no breakdown uh so you just have to go no, we'll see we'll see go and badger we'll leah tomorrow if you yeah, want fuck me otherwise um it will be a very special episode uh which it will be uh, on be a, a secret channel at a secret <laughs> time between now and next week you uh find it. you but you have to find it yourself with no <laughs> clues um uh-huh. and uh yes let's do some giveaways real quick i have drawn the name secretly
1: Wild. giveaways <gasps> giveaways sound amazing brad but we're over time and i gotta go so good luck with the giveaways well you're you out of the giveaway leave, you can't leave the call it's gonna ruin everything <laughs>
4: you're out of the giveaway uh,
1: then, then then i won't leave the call but i'm gonna walk away and i gotta i gotta go do things good luck with the giveaway
5: he's
2: yeah. out he yeah. doesn't get to win
5: enjoy yeah. your poop uh, <laughs> have a good poop two copies the giveaway of uh, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft um, coming up right now. And the winners are as follows. And these are your Discord names. Remember that these are not your in Twitch names. And I believe I know both of these people as well, which means all three of these are going to people that I recognize, um, which is fun and nice. The first one went to table. Uh, what is it called? Drum roll, please. Did you just say table roll? I was gonna say table roll because I know you're gonna to have to hit the table, and I'm. I don't. Very, very I literally hyped. don't
2: use my hands. I just go.
4: <melodic sounds> <There you>
5: go. <laughs> <laughs> At artist slash Gav, which I'm hoping is is it Gav? I hope it's lovely, Gav. Um, if that's you, um, congratulations! Quick drum roll for the second one. <laughs> DJ's media. My other. Close personal friend DJs Media, one of my personal DJs. Um, two, I can at least, uh, although they're picked completely at random, I can at least verify that there are two very good people that are winning yeah. copies of this and very well deserved. So I'm happy to see it go to um, two good people, Gavlot in the chat. Um, Yay,
4: Gavlot!
5: Uh, yes, well done. Um, contact a mod or we'll get you i can catch you probably myself at some point when you swing by my channel at twitch.tv forward slash ninja thank you so much for watching our show we are over time thank you for sticking with us for the extra hour-ish of the show and the slight tech problems and things um but I very much enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you go and check out all of these wonderful people. We have many shows on Table Story, including episode one of Faint Dawn, which is on Sunday at 9 p.m. UK, 4 Eastern. And I'm in that. And I get to play a character. Do you want to see my cosplay?
3: Yeah.
0: Cosplay?
5: Here it is. That's my whole <laughs> cosplay.
0: Oh, wow. uh, max effort
5: yes a good it's job, gonna Brad. be a uh, a domestic dan campaign with an all-star cast please check it out and uh we'll see you next time thanks for watching peace out and goodbye